0: chicago clubhouse and the 1252 sports chicago network
1: are you able to to lift and do all the weights that you were before yes. as high as you were before yeah. yes yeah but uh, we're not we're not loading my spine right now we're not doing back squats or anything we have a new we have a say i haven't done it i've only done it here but it's called a j squat like a bull belt squat you just put on a lot of weight on there and just keep on squatting like that that Back injuries, back surgery can obviously be tricky. Was there ever a fear that you wouldn't be able to come back from it? Is there like a fear going forward that this is something that will, will come back? Uh, I would say no. Like I was never in, like in worry about it because uh, I trusted my doctor mostly, and I trusted uh, the Bears organization to take care of me, and they have. So I really am grateful for them, first of all, and. I don't see this being a problem ever again because there's not like, like, if there's not any screws in me, there's nothing in me. Like, there's nothing like that. It's just, it's just clean cut, amazing. Like, it's just amazing like that. And I don't feel like it's ever going to be a problem for me ever again.
2: Well, thank God somebody trusts the Bears organization because I know I don't. Uh, <laughs> I hate saying that, guys, but everyone, welcome again to a new episode of. Fans with a brain. I am your host Alan Bradshaw, and as with me always, my boys War Coleman and JB. How are you guys tonight? How you doing? Good, JB. You you're on mute, but other than that, (laughs) oh
3: (laughs) (laughs) my bad. (laughs) Gotta
2: love gotta love live uh, podcasting, right? We all know (laughs) how how that goes. We've all been there, man. But guys, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, man. We all know the Bears lost to the Cardinals. Ugly loss on Sunday. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, guys. Obviously, we kind of all knew what this game was going to be. We all kind of said the same thing. But you want to touch on it real quick. What do you guys really take from this loss uh, this past Sunday? Warwick, you want to go first?
4: Uh, Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, The biggest thing was just the offense, like – just, the defense was on the field a lot, and they was in some situations where they had to play some <laughs> some bad situations. So, and they they facing against uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. You got the running back running, James Conner running real good. So that was already already was gonna be a hard task. But the, the offense really gave like the four turnovers <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Troy Polamalu,
2: King Troy's in the house <laughs> from the jump, already getting on it. man.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's just the offense put the defense in a lot of bad situations. Obviously, the defense didn't help themselves, but the four turnovers—it's hard to win any game. I—I I don't mm-hmm. care who's playing lights out this year. Four turnovers in a game is kind of hard to—that's hard to beat. I don't care what team <laughs> you can take the greatest yeah. teams ever if they have four turnovers, four interceptions. Those are drive killers, and they'll just kill momentum. So it was the offense was really just the, the just the way the offense looked. It just didn't look encouraging at all. JB. So I I
3: totally agree, Warwick. I'm just gonna go a little bit more in depth because, as we said on the show numerous times, we gotta stop putting the Bears' defense in bad situations. And every time the Cardinals had short fields, three out of the four interceptions, they were already in scoring in, in, in scoring territory. So it's right. like whether you gave up seven or three, you were giving up something. Right. And it was just like, and and I um I'm not even gonna. I'm on it. I made a post about I don't ever want to hear Andy Dalton being the best option for the Bears anymore with those four interceptions. So it sparked a little interest, but you know, some people, some people watch the game and then some people watch the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you have a tipped pass, right? It's here and behind to somebody that's five foot six. That's not on the receiver trying to make a play. That's on the quarterback for making a bad pass. Right, right. You know, when you get A 280 pound defensive tackle intercepting a screen, throw it to the ground. Don't make that pass. All right, right. You know, so the only one that I can really say that was actually not his fault was Cole Komet because when he kind of caught and rolled, it popped up. Yeah. Yeah, But even the one, even the one, the Darnell Mooney, remember, Mooney was fully extended up and a defender came and, you know, so what does that mean? It means, Andy, don't don't throw that ball. That's a bad
2: read. Over and over again through that ball, that game. Yeah, JB, I'm going to piggyback on what you said and go a little bit more in depth (laughs) than what you did there. Obviously, four turnovers. It's not going to win you many football games, right? But what really surprised me, and it's something I was watching on Facebook, you know, all over the place, is how many people were grading the defense good, you know? Because, like, in my eyes, yes. What? all four were inside the 30 right so three were in the red
3: zone three sure. were
2: in the red zone and i think the first one was outside of the red zone mm-hmm. on the fourth and two lob to uh, hopkins mm-hmm. so what bothers me about all these is is how easily they score touchdowns on this yes i understand you're going to get put in some bad situations it's football it's the nfl but the fact that they weren't trading field goals and they were trading touchdowns with like like they were just giving them touchdowns and not trying to hold them to field goals you know watching uh Murray just walk in just walk in on one of them you know it's stuff like that really bothers me i don't i don't consider that a good defensive performance you know and again the whole Dalton thing with the high balls you from the get-go from the jump he was throwing high balls he wasn't you know, really accurate. I get it. It was a bad, windy day. It was rainy, nasty. I understand all that. But at the end of the day, it's a team game. And if you can't hold them to any field goals in there, you know, you're going to lose that game. That's just the way I look at it. All around, incomplete, horrible performance. But, A.B.,
3: let me ask you guys this. And this is rhetorical, of course, but didn't Kyler Murray
2: play in the same element? (laughs) He did. (laughs) But... He did, he did. What happened when the Bears were down on that end of the field? Were they scoring touchdowns? No. He had four touchdowns. He had two rushing. He had two throwing, right? That's on Kyler Murray. Right. That's because he's an MVP caliber player. Right. He's not just some scrub off the street or some somebody who should be a backup in this league like Andy Dalton is. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel about it.
4: Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just...
2: <laughs> I think I, like I said, a, a couple of
4: the passes were tipped, but most of them were like, to me, were like bad throwing balls. Like like I, I, I don't give them – I don't uh, take it against them if a the ball gets tipped and then it just ends up in somebody's hand. That's how the ball well,
3: – like the one from the line, right? Right
4: that, right. that was just a hell of a defensive player by um, – Chandler Jones, I think.
5: Chandler Jones. Yeah.
3: That was just a hell of a play by right, him. Right. right. So, but we know that's part of the game, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch that one even though it still goes on the stat. But I'm sorry. When you're reading defense and you're, like, that close to make, like – and that, and remember, that wasn't the only bad ball he threw to got picked. It was plenty of other bad balls that just, thank God, weren't intercepted, yeah. and, you know. So he was, you know, could you count it as him just being off? Okay, fine. But if that's the case, why are we giving Monty the ball?
2: Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to get to on that. It's Again, it was one of – I think all of our uh, bare necessities last week was – about running the ball, establishing the run, you know, making sure that Kyler Murray's not on the field because my God, obviously he proved why he's an MVP candidate because when you let him on the field, he does dangerous things to you. And in these elements, it's essential that you run the ball. This is supposed to be Chicago football weather, right guys? I mean, I'm just saying like over and over again, Matt Nagy, get out of your own way. Stop doing this to yourself. He's going to lose his job for it and it's a good segue guys to our uh our uh, uh poll question of the week but first we're going to have a quick word from Nick and Ivy Brewery
1: complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's n-i-k-i-v-y brewing.com. Come in today
2: for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. And that was a word from Nick and Ivory Brewery. Guys, make sure you get to Lockport today. They've got a new lineup coming around. He's got a bunch of events coming. Super fun time. Love my guy, Paul, even though me and him differ on our Bulls takes. We won't get into that today, but love him. He's a great guy. Make sure you head out there today, guys. And so now I wanted to uh, play a quick uh, clip of Laser on Justin Fields. And what he needs to do to protect him against this Packers team. What is your role in protecting Justin's ribs?
0: Well, I, I always think as a staff, and, and you got to take that responsibility of protecting the quarterback. Um, so, are we at heightened awareness because he's coming off of a, a, an injury? I, I think that's fair. Um, so, whether it be you know, during the game I, I, I remember being with a coach, long long a Super Bowl winning coach years ago and, and thinking that a certain play was there, it was set up, it was ready to go. And and after the game that during the week we were talking and, and, and it came up and he said, Well, I just didn't think we were protecting the quarterback as an offense well enough to call a seven step drop. And so he was just so in tune to, you know, that might be a great scheme, but I'm I I got the quarterback and I can't put him in that position because I'm just watching our line or the amount of blitzes they're bringing or for whatever reason, he didn't feel comfortable and he knew it was a good pass scheme to call, but he was going to put the priority on that. So I learned a valuable lesson from that. So I think, I think, I think it's, it's part of all those factors that go into calling the game and, and, Hey, we want explosives. Can we protect it right now? And then, and then obviously his, his ability to be a runner is another added piece to that. So. There's a couple things
2: in there that I wanted to get to. It's not even about the poll question, but when I heard this, I said I've got to pin this with this poll question. Because, first of all, if you listen to what he just said, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, he's kind of calling out Nagy again. Yes, A hundred percent. So, I mean, I don't understand how it, – it seems like more and more, everyone on this roster, everyone on this whole freaking coaching staff, the whole team, they're starting to turn on him. And the thing that I have to ask you guys, and it started out with just asking about Justin Fields, but I played the presser in the beginning about uh, um, our left tackle, uh, Tevin Jenkins, because I'm kind of curious about your thoughts about him. So the Bear fans with a brain uh, question of the week is, do you think it's right really as of right now with the way that this whole coaching staff is in, you know, I I would say peril. Um, is it smart that we play him the rest of the year? And on top of that, should we should we also play uh, Jenkins as well? Because in my eyes, right now, I'm kind of on the fence on both. Because you might get a whole new coaching staff in here. You might have you know him have to learn a whole new type of offense. Is it
4: smart to play him now with these crack ribs, guys? <clears throat> I mean, I, w- I, I would say personally, if he's healthy enough to play, then he yeah. should play just because, OK, not the Bears. I know I've talked and said the season is the season is never over until you out of it. But I think the Bears are getting to the point where mathematically they about to be out of it. If yeah. they're mm-hmm. not ready, I'm not sure, but pretty close. So at this point right now, now you are, like I said before, this point of the season when you have a record, you have a record where you know you're not gonna make the playoffs, or you have a very slim chance of making the playoffs. Now it's just auditioning. Now you're just auditioning from for to continue with the Bears or go to another organization. Even Justin Fields just because this is the this is the part of the season where a lot of people. Sorry if you hear a dog.
2: <laughs> I was like, is that you or J. B.? Like, yeah, no,
4: nah, there's some dogs in the. Back. I just had my dog up here too, yelling. So <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> sorry, uh,
4: fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else was? I say? Oh yeah, you just auditioning. So right now, like Justin Fields still is trying to win the team. Like, yes, he have people, he have a team that is behind him and they supporting him, but these are the games where you actually finna see who your ball is, who your players, who the people that actually want to win and play, and the people who just want to get a check and they can care less. So like I say, you get to this part of the season, people are already starting to think about Christmas, going home. They ship you shipping cars and stuff back to your house, wherever you live, off-season. You like just starting to transition. I'm sorry to say it. It happens. But then you have other guys that's like, until the season over, I'm going to play hard. So, and believe me, the coaches, general manager, staff, they watch that stuff. They watch who still practice hard when you get into week 15, 16. They see who still have energy and still want to play and who the guys that start checking out. So, if he's healthy. Now, if he's going out there and he's still really not healthy and he's just going out there, no. Because you got to protect him because he's an asset. But if he's healthy enough to play and he's ready to play, I say let him play. Like every snap he gets gets him better. So you gotta think like you preparing for the next next year. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. And At this point, you're getting ready for next year. So every step, every snap that he takes, it gets him better and it bonds him to the team more. So whether a new coach come in or they can they stay with Nagy, he's still gonna have the it's, majority of the team is gonna come back. Yeah, we're gonna lose some people, but the quarter team's still gonna come back. A lot of guys gonna come back. So I think they still should play just because it bonds the team especially especially in adversity now you find out who the front runners are on your team now you see the guys who really want to win and committed to winning and getting this thing turned around so that's probably why tevin
2: jenkins is itching to come back since he hasn't got to play all year the only thing about that one that that really bugged me is that if if you listen to that presser in the beginning yes um he's he's lifting but they haven't put any weight on his spine yet. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of bugs me about the whole thing. So with him, you know, maybe shelf him a little longer. He's sitting behind Jason Peters right now. That's a perfect spot for him. Leave him there. Now, Justin, and sorry, JB, I I didn't mean to cut you off on this, but I was just going to get my point out first. Right. Um, So I listened to Waddle and Sylvie last week. They had Jay Cutler on, and Jay Cutler was the one who really got my mind thinking about this because he said, you know, if you've got a a new coaching staff, why why waste time with him, you know, throwing him in this situation, maybe possibly getting him hurt, him not learning the correct um, schemes that he's going to learn next year. Obviously, that coaching staff isn't thinking about that kind of stuff. Right. But I kind of understood where he was coming from. But at the same time, on the other foot, you know, you've got three divisional games left this season. He's going to be playing these teams going forward. He needs to learn those teams a little bit more. You know, he needs to understand what it's like to play in Lambeau Field, what it takes to beat the Packers. Start that transition now, understanding that, you know, you know him learning all of the uh pass protections. You know, just some basic stuff, even things that he can pick up in game that he's not going to pick up off the field. That's why, to me, it's a seesaw. But I have to lean towards him playing too. Yeah,
4: but just rem- I'm sorry, JB. i oh, no, no. You. Go ahead. <laughs> but I'm, I'm JB, saying, just, just listen
2: to yeah. me and work chop it right now. Just,
4: just taking account. <laughs> just taking account. Like I said, like. Football is a business and a, it's a sport, football, right. and it's the business part. The yeah. business part says, yeah, protect your asset. Don't put it out there at risk. The season is dwindling down. We don't have a chance to make the playoffs, so save them. But but that don't feel good if I'm like a defensive player and I didn't play it all year and I didn't had something, a sore ankle or hurt <laughs> yeah. shoulder and I've been fighting through. like. Management and the money separate how they look at players, but we as players in the locker room, we look at each other equal. If yeah. you're able to go and you're able to fight with us, let's go fight. This is like in any that's like going to war. If you're able to hold your gun up and shoot, we need you. If you be like, yeah. I have a hangnail and I'm gonna sit this one out, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, hey, if you're able to go now, like I said, if you actually going out there and you hurt and you're gonna actually hurt the team more than you help because you injured, by all means, rest. But if you're able to go and help us fight, even if it's a, a quarter or two, we want you. And obviously, I'm speaking as a defensive player. Like you said, Cullen said that, but he's also a quarterback. Exactly. That's why I also, thought it was interesting. It yeah, he's a lot. quarterback who don't like getting hit. They not used to getting hit. The Has dealt they, with they Chicago. Hit, um, right. So says that, how
2: this organization works. Exactly. Those are the reasons why I was kind of like, okay, Jay might have a point. Right. But I,
4: that's why I say, like, you got to remember, like, the locker room is a different – the locker room is not like the media and the fans – the locker room is a is like a family. and It's brothers and like if your brother's going out there to the war and go to fight, you want everybody to come with you. Yeah. He probably want to play. A lot of times they got to tell the player you shelved cause you'll be like, man, just tape it up, Get, give me some treatment. I'm I'll fight as long as I can. And they'll they they will tell you, nah, it ain't worth it. But until they they shelf you, you want to play. Like that's just to me. That's just how. If you're in this position, if you're in this profession, excuse me, and you are a player on the team, I want you out there if you could play. Our buddy King Troy over here
2: saying we got to bring back Rex Grossman, and said earlier that there's already five cities looking to relocate the Bears. So, oh dang, he's our number one non-Bears fan that listens every week. So thank God for you, King Troy. We love you, man. <laughs> we have enough
3: head and shoulders, but that's another story. <laughs> yes, sir. So, let me let me play devil's advocate. Um Great movie, by the way. If you all have never seen,
2: you good at that. So
3: I'm going to call BS on Jay Cutler and these are the two main reasons why. One, have either of us or the media or the fans, have we seen enough of Justin Fields to know moving forward that he's going to be great?
2: No, but yeah. you're not going to see him with this offensive wait, 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 group, no, either, that's No, but, but, but the point?
3: to Warwick's point earlier, there are still some small fundamental nuances that he still needs to learn, right? Yeah, right. that's so, kind of what
2: I was saying, too. Yeah. Even
3: though yeah. they don't, Technically, have anything to really play for this season? They really do have something to play for to see what we've really got in this guy. Can he play through adversity? Not can he play through injury? Because anybody that questions that, I urge you to go back to the Clemson game last yeah, year he, he got his ribs cracked and came out and threw six touchdowns. No debate there. So let, let let's just put that one on ice, right? Put that to bed. <laughs> put that to bed. But now here's where I come off hypocritical because with Tevin Jenkins. Because it's a back and the position he plays, I'm not saying handle him with kitten gloves, but I'm saying let him let him get in situationally. So I don't want to see him third and one, power eye to the right or nothing like that. But okay. I wouldn't mind seeing him getting out on a screen pass, see if he can get loose, see if he can maneuver a little bit on that right side or the left side if he comes in and spells for Jason Peters. I wouldn't see him uh, mind seeing him on a third and long and a zero blitz package comes in just to see if he can move his feet good, if he can pick up the protection. And I'm not saying series after series after series, but get him a player or two here and there. Sprinkle. Sprinkle, just so he can get his nose busted a little bit. I don't have a problem with that. But with this organization, as y'all well know, it seems to be all or none. (laughs) And to me, that's going to be the downfall. We've seen this remixed, remastered, rebooted time and time again with high-priced guys that we thought first round, second round picks come in with injuries and for whatever reason just don't handle it properly. Yeah. What he said was very telling. There's No screws, there's no anything. He's got a level of confidence that gives me a little bit of inspiration to let him get out there and try to see what he can do on a small sample size.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. You know, it, it, that's just – I think he played – I think he played two plays last week if I remember right. And, you know, that's okay. Just sprinkle a little bit in at a time. Just ease him into this because we all know, like, this is the NFL. An old lineman, he's going to get bent. It's going to happen. Like, I don't want to ruin his future making him like a Chris Williams, you know, and and maybe jeopardize that going forward on a lost season. So, yes, it is important for him, and I understand why – you're saying that it's really kind of hypocritical, but that's kind of the same way that I see it, JB. It's like I I think it's best if they throw Justin out there just so he learns, you know, those small little tendencies he has to learn as a quarterback. But when you've got a possible right or left tackle that's a, supposed to be your franchise tackle, why even rush it? You've got Jason Peters over there.
3: He's who's been playing admirably, playing decent.
2: Yeah, he is. Like (laughs) Like, his problem. I gotta give the old fellas some some credit. Like he's, (laughs) and and that's another. Got
3: his legs. I don't know if you're gonna segue into this a little later on, but how about the offensive line has been playing pretty damn well last couple of weeks,
2: guys. If you want to talk about that, go ahead right now because I don't have that on on the list. So please go ahead. So so I
3: I would like to say so we always knew that the Bears. We're pretty stout in the run game, right? Yeah. Especially if you ran the ball. 21 carries for uh, Monty. I, I think he had like 89, 90, 90, uh, something hours like that. Yeah. And a touchdown, something like that, right? I didn't, I
5: didn't he didn't have, have 100.
3: Time. I know it was like 80 or 90. I, I think, think it was you're 90. Right. Hold on. I will check. 89, something like that. I remember he had
2: a tackle for
3: a loss or something that.
2: So he had, he had, uh, 21 carries for 90 yards. So okay, right. Four point three yards a click. Again, over four yards a click. Just like, just like I said in the bare minimum last week. You know, they were they were the fourth worst average run per click team in the league at like 4.3, 4.4. They matched what they were.
5: Exactly. And
2: the fact you stopped running that ball. It, so
3: <laughs> after after seeing after seeing the run game. Well, I would have liked to see a little bit more Khalil Herbert. I would have. Yeah. But you know that we can say that for later. But one thing to me was very telling he threw the ball 40 times. Yeah. Now Monty had 20 rushes, plus the 40 passes. We knew the Bears had over 60 plays. You're telling me you couldn't even that out, especially if you saw not just the interceptions, guys, but just the way. Andy looked on the ball like he's off. Let's run the ball a little bit more. Get some more of those short passes. I mean, come on, Jakeem Grant led our team in receptions. In yeah. Like, and I'm not taking anything away from that guy, but hell, if we had to pick a parlay, none of us would have picked him.
2: <laughs> never. Yeah, never. I had a parlay for that game, and that was not part of it.
3: <laughs> hell, if you he the
2: list,
5: right?
3: So, but, but, no. but I have to give credit because the line – Has come into a better place. They have protected him. Andy Dalton had time, guys.
2: He had time. He did. But Andy Dalton also has a trait that unfortunately Justin Fields doesn't have yet. He still holds the ball a little longer than he should. That's obviously a rookie thing. Andy Dalton's internal clock is great. It's just everything else about him that I don't like. (laughs) I like that he gets the ball out quick, I like that he's decisive where he goes but his accuracy and some of the decision-making in that, it just bothers me with Andy. Like Andy's exactly who we thought he was. Warwick said it last week, you know, (laughs) Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton. He's he's exactly what you think he's going to be. And we've
3: seen this from him before. Four interception games, three interception games. We've seen this in Cincinnati before. Yeah. Yeah. This is nothing new.
4: Yeah, it's not too many players that once you play like a certain amount of years that you're going to change. Like, yeah, your rookie year and your third year, you might be a different player. But once you get to, like, five, six years in the league, seven, eight years in the league, you are who you are. Like, what you are is what you are. You might have one magical year where you kind of overdo or have better stats than what you had the previous year. But for the most mm-hmm. part, you're going to be who you are. So that's why I say Andy Dalton is who he is. Like, he need a good supporting cast around him. Man. Unfortunately, the Bears right now are struggling. Yeah. He need you like keep him as our
3: backup moving forward? Yes. Say it again. Would you keep him as so AB you said yes? Would you keep him as our backup moving forward?
4: Yeah, because he because if the Bears could build a good offense, like some more playmakers around him and keep the offensive line and improve the offensive line, Andy Dalton could come in and win you a couple games or manage you a couple games. Like I like I said in the beginning of the season, Andy Dalton always been the guy that he ain't for the most part, he's not gonna lose you games. I know he threw four interceptions. Okay, but for he the most game, when you take a whole season, Andy Dalton always going to be like five hundred, like he's going gonna to lose some games. That's just, I mean, think about the Bengals. How many times he had, well, he had H-A.
3: And see, that was the thing, like you just said, a tiger don't change his stripes, basically. Right, and that's who he was. So I, Carson Palmer, before he got hurt and everything, the Bengals, you know, that team was 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 transitioning. And then he comes in and like, man, that's the red rocket. TCU, look at this guy. He's oh yeah, just, man.
2: I felt the same did. way about him. He,
3: right. he came up. I was like, man, Dalton, kind of nice. Yeah. Until the big moment.
4: Right. Right. And I, I'm not sitting here trying to say Dalton's a scrub because he's far from a scrub. Not he a just, scrub. He just you know what I'm saying. Like if you like, he's a perfect <laughs> backup. I'll come in if you'll start to get hurt. He come in it. If a three or four stretch where your starter is out, he could go in there and win two of the games. You'll be two. He could win be two and two if it's yeah. a four game stretch or something like that. That's always going to be just his M.O. That's why he still actually have a job and team will get him because they know like we can't throw him in if we need to. But for as like a whole season and him making like, Kyler Murray type plays, even though Kyler Murray is a different type of athlete, but I'm for yeah. as like Kyler Murray making just the decisions he make and how he move and he could. He don't panic. You know what I'm saying? He move 100 miles an hour, but he still yeah. be under control. Where I, I look at I look at Andy Dalton like once he, they start blitzing him, which if I played him, that's all I would do is blitz him and make him have to move around and make decisions. <laughs> yes. I mean, like I say, that's his MO. It's always been like that. Like I didn't watch Andy Dalton a lot. I'm in Houston, so I'm a Texan. So I didn't watch him play against the Texans in playoffs and all kinds of games. Mm-hmm. So we always do the same thing, blitz him, make him move, and put pressure on him. So, no, and like I said, no knock to him. He, he just he is. He is what he is. Yes, just, he is.
3: And I'm moving in a different, different direction. Some people,
4: like one guy, I don't know, A.B., if you saw the post, because I don't know what
3: group I'm in half the time anymore. So, <laughs> he was like, man, the Bears should go ahead and start over and get Cam Newton as their backup. Stop. Oh, my no, God. No, what? You know, get not out of right? here. That got me to thinking. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind having Daniel Jones as a backup.
2: So, so- this is actually, it's random, random ass question. What wasn't planning this? And everybody in the chat, you guys can ask any questions you want. We're more than happy to answer them. I have a number underneath the ticker. If you want to do it that way, please ask questions. We will answer anything that we can. But since we're we're getting on that topic, I wasn't even planning on this. It just but, happened organically. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, okay, so if, if you had to get a backup, for Justin next year. Who would you pick as your number one guy? Oh, oh
4: wrong one. <laughs> Anybody? I would <laughs> get, Uh, obviously it depends on who the coordinator is, but I would get somebody yeah. that's comfortable that at least could run the offense, like, Whatever type of style offense we get, which we it's gonna have to be some offense that utilize Justin's feet. So that's the I, question. Andy. I would get a quarterback that I know, like, he could go in there and he'll he could be mobile too. He don't have to be super athletic, but he, like, a Daniel Jones, like you said, like a guy that I know could kind of still run the offense because that's the thing about it. Like a backup, your backup not expected to play, but you still want to go in and you could still kind of keep the offense going at the same run the same plays. You don't want to have like running an offense where you got Justin Fields who run around, and then you get a guy that's just a pocket passer can't move. So I had Andy Dalton is right now. There you go.
3: But yeah. I was going to say, so I had another guy in mind. AB, I'm going to let you go first just in case we're we going to say the same guy. I
2: don't know. See, I just thought about this, but there's one name that really comes to mind, and I don't know if it's because I just freaking love the way that he acts off the field and plays. But Garter Minshew is a guy that I absolutely <laughs> love just listening to the shit he says, so, man. That guy is a legend did You said already, that
3: because man. me and my bro, Kurt, was talking about Garner Minshew last night and how he's going to be sought after. Why is it crazy? mean you
2: always are thinking the same damn way <laughs> but, about everything? It's kind of scary, man. But check it out.
3: How would you all feel about Marcus Mariota?
2: Okay. I.
3: He's up the same, he can run he's on the
2: Raiders now, right? He's like right. The third string in the Raiders. But I think, I
3: think
4: injury, though, he's stay injury. He's I think, yeah. I think
3: he's he's done after next year, too. So, my right. thing is, if you're going to get somebody to run that Greg Romanesque or whatever type offense to where you're going to utilize Justin's legs, Marcus Mariota, that fits him perfect, too, as a backup, right? Right. And so, I wouldn't have a problem with that, you know, as long as you like you said, I don't want another statue back there, right? Right. And then, God forbid, something happened to Justin, and now we're sitting up there with Nick Foles three I don't want.
2: <laughs> I don't think Nick Foles is going to be here either. There's been a lot of people uh, speculating that he might be the backup, and I think he's going to be the backup money- for the Cowboys next year. Sure first, they they're going to save a lot of money if they trade him after June first. Mm-hmm. I think it's like I can't remember the exact number off the top of my wow. head, but it's like five or six million that they save if they trade him after so you can possibly get a sixth or seventh round pick for him save your money and start building the offense around justin and maybe even another younger backup that that is mobile you know compensation
3: for him though because he's on the no he's on next year last
2: year of his of his deal right next year's the last year yeah okay but they had like a bunch of fully guaranteed money so the way that i looked at it at, at um on uh over the cap and it said that if they trade him after they save like five or six million i believe i'm not sure the exact number you almost have to do that
3: just financially to be responsible
2: exactly yeah exactly so if they trade him after june 1st the dead money is 2.6 million and they save 8 million so It's not a bad little chunk of change that you get, and you can probably get a backup for four or five million and still have exactly. a little just, you extra. Can get a you can get a Marcus Mariota. You can get a
3: Chase Daniels back. You know, you might. yo. I'd call Alex Smith right now and be like, "Hey, what you doing?" You know, I <laughs> how you, how you feel
2: <laughs> Alex Smith is super happy being an announcer now. I don't think he's giving that life up <laughs> yeah. with that leg, but God bless that man. I've yeah. I've always respected him, especially what he went through. Man, great guy, but great. Hey, he's really the answer. Really good quarterback too.
3: Yeah, you yeah, talking was, about somebody that's not going
2: to lose you any games, right? Right. Yeah, safer than Andy Dalton, I'll tell you that. But the Carter Minchie one for me, it's just—I think it's just halfway because of what he says off the field. Like hes, he's hilarious to listen to <laughs> talk, and he would be gold in Chicago. He would become an icon. The mustache oh, the sound is already there.
5: Alone? Yeah,
2: he's already got <laughs> the Chicago mustache rolling. So I mean, come on, bring him in. But um, it's a—it's uh, actually interesting that you kind of brought up it depends on what coach we have because that's kind of where I want to go next, guys, because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of chatter. We heard, um, I think it was Dan Graziano actually came out and said that the Bears could be interested in former Chicago Bear Leslie Frazier. We said that, A.B. And you, yes, yes. You were, I think you were the one that actually pointed that out, J.B., if I'm not mistaken. I, so, I brought it
3: to our attention, yes. Yeah. So we, we expounded upon it. Yeah, yeah. so
2: your opinion might be become fruition now the way that it's looking because it sounds like that's that's you know a name that's really starting to go up i even saw it on bill's websites today that they were all up in arms about it so my question to you guys is uh do you think there's any smoke behind this and if so do you think that this is a good hire for them do you think this is the right route to go or do you have another person in mind
3: what well, can I go first on this one? You got it. You Let got him
2: it. have it, man. It's all yours. This is JB's baby. That's why I I that's why I wanted to bring it up because JB was the prodigal son in this one, man. Like I gotta give it to him.
3: So that that conversation that we had, it was kind of like tenfold because we kind of look at things a little differently from the average Chicago fan, right? So you're so blinded and, and holding on to that 85. Bears that that dream work you know it well in the locker room right so we have a guy that's from that team that could technically they talk about prodigal son and Jim Harbaugh coming back what about prodigal son and Leslie Mm -hmm. Frazier coming back? yes yeah who was one if you remember before uh, I think his name was Tyrone two guys had uh oh where's Kurt when I need two guys had had um set out that season and those positions went oh. to Dave Durson, and I forgot what a, what a, a Todd Bell uh, maybe yeah. was. Um, so they're starting. It was Leslie Frazier, um, uh, Mike Richardson, Gary Fensick, Dave Durson. And we all know what history tells us that group did. Leslie Frazier actually got hurt later on. But you bring <laughs> that guy back here, defensive back, one of the great ones. He's gonna get an offensive coordinator who's he's gonna say, "Hey, you just take
2: the offense." Right. Right. Yep. Okay. That's okay. He's not gonna be up there
3: like I'm trying to do. What I'm no, I'm a leader of men, and I'm an aide with the defense. You do the offense. That's you, you. You're you're the offensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. That's what you are. Yeah. And even if it's Leslie Frazier, if it's Ty Bowles, whoever, I say call Jim Caldwell right now. Quarterback Whisperer has done more with less throughout the years. we talking Matthew Stafford. We're talking took Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl. Come on. It's an easy slam dunk. Make it a thing to where we have offensive coordinators actually calling offensive plays. Not head coaches trying to kind of, if you will, um, have a, a, a OC in title, but they never do anything. Yeah. That's, and then, of course, you know what? I, I want... Rex Ryan is my DC. Baby. <laughs> you know. You know
4: how you roll with that. Right. So right. what do you think Ward? Uh all right, so I'm a I'm going go from the player perspective, of a former player perspective. As you should. Right. So, <laughs> I don't really get in I don't really get into like what coach and who would be a good fit. Like I really cuz I always say like a coach man with his team and his team man with his man with the coach. As far as like Whatever coach you get, if the team follow him, follow him and believe in him, they're going to adapt to him and play. So I'm like, I would just say get a coach. Like if Leslie Frazier, like you said, I know he's a defensive guy. He could get the, he the uh, – you know he's going to make sure the defense is good. And if he could yeah. come in and get him a, a good quality offensive coordinator, a good quality quarterback's coach, and let them do their job, then I'm for it. Like I don't – like I just feel like whoever come in, they need to have an offensive guy that they believe in and let him run that. If they're a defensive guy – put their hands on the defense, but also get a defense coordinator and let them run that. Yes. And, and Let you be the head coach. Like, don't – I don't like when your coach have too many, like, hats on, like, when you have too many hats and he got to do this. Be the coach. Inspire us. Let us know what we need to do. Make sure your offensive and defense coordinators doing their job and just let everything work. Like, that's just how I look at it as a player. Like, I don't get into, oh, this guy would be a great hire because he won this many games. Because I always say, like, you could be the greatest coach. You come to a team that don't really follow you and believe in you. And you look at uh, Nick Saban when he came to the pros. Like,
2: yeah,
4: he a great college coach, but he came to the pros and he didn't mesh well. And it happens a lot. It happens both ways. There's guys that play in the pros and go to be college coaches and don't be good. So mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't mind a Leslie Frazier because I know he's a decent guy. He's a Chicago guy. And it's just, it's a good mix, a good uh, mesh. But mm-hmm. I just say, as long as he could come in and he have a vision, and pick the guys that to lead that he want to lead and let them do their job. Then I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. So
2: obviously he's not my first choice. Everybody by now, if you watch us and you haven't <laughs> been paying attention, I like Ryan Day a lot. Right. Um,
5: but, you can step with
3: your guns with that one. <laughs>
2: but I will not back away from this hire. I'm not. The more I thought about this today, the more I liked it. Okay, so obviously he runs a he runs a four three with. The Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo, I'm they do pretty right? sure, but most teams run a hybrid, so that's not a massive deal, right? The defense is in a transition anyway, so it's almost the perfect time if you want to make that switch. Now's the time, right? Because I'm sure Mac's okay with you know playing on the edge. We know Robert Quinn wants to play on the edge because he's come right. out and said he wanted to play on the edge, <laughs> he like that.
3: expressly said he wanted, yeah, to play. <laughs>
2: expressly said, I like 4 3. So you've already got that going for you. What I'm curious about is who he's going to bring in. I mean, yeah, obviously he's good at evaluating talent. Just like Wark said, he has an eye for defense. I think the Bills are number one or number two. I know they're number one in the passing defense right now. I'm not sure what they are overall, but they've got a solid top five defense. He knows how to evaluate and grow talent. But what I'm curious about is who he's bringing in to run the Justin Fields Ferrari. Who's getting the keys to that car? <laughs> so... I'm over here wondering, is it going to be, you know, is it going to be maybe the quarterback coach? Is it going to be Ken Dorsey who worked with uh, uh, Josh Allen, who's made Josh Allen actually turn into a very good quarterback? Josh Allen is basically now what I thought Mitch Trubisky was going to turn into. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot of people say that if the OC for the Bills or if, you know, the QB uh, coach leave, they might take Mitch with them. (laughs) So do you think well, not to a, Chicago, but... do you think there's a there's a chance in hell? <laughs> and obviously I don't want this, but I had to yeah. laugh whenever you talked about that because I'm over here thinking like <laughs> if it's it if it's a Bills offensive coordinator or if it's a Bills quarterback coach, what's the chances that they want to try to get Mitch to come back to Chicago? It's got as be- a backup, absolutely as, not. As a backup because obviously. that would
3: be insulting to Mitch. It because would because he left here technically. Yeah. In a backup role, yeah. But with that being said, so Ken Dorsey, not the greatest pro quarterback, but Ken Dorsey was pretty pretty badass in at at Miami. He pretty he was, and so and if he if if Justin Fields becomes anything close to Josh Allen, we got
2: something. Right. Yeah, I uh, agree. I definitely got something. I mean, his ceiling's higher than Josh Allen's is honestly, because like if you look at them both coming out of college it's pretty cut and dry which one had more talent i mean it's 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 obvious to me but i'm just really really curious about who he would bring in with him and if he brings a guy like ken dorsey i'm okay with that because of what they've done with josh allen so the more i think about this hire the more i like it because as long as you can have leslie frazier do exactly as you said you know make sure that he's the head coach Yes. And you don't have to worry about him ever calling plays because he's a defensive guy. So he's not calling offensive plays. We don't have to worry about that anymore. you know. So I'm not against this hire right now. I'm not putting Defense. him at number one. I don't think anybody else is going to ever get to number one except Ryan Day <laughs> as of right now. But that even depends on who he plans on bringing in. Everything's predicated to me on who you're bringing in, how you're structuring this entire organization. It has to matter because so- what we've seen – it ain't gonna cut it, guys. I actually have a ridiculous stat, and after I uh, throw this up, JB, I'll let you go. But this is super telling. So, our hey, buddy Zimmerman, that. <laughs> buddy, yeah, you do, because you're the one that actually posted this. So, uh, our buddy Mr. Bill Zimmerman here on Twitter said that Matt Nagy's passing offense is averaging 173.8 yards per game, and that's good for last in the NFL. And by comparison. Sid Luckman from 1943 to 1947 averaged 189.5 passing yards per game. So Matt Nagy's passing offense is literally less efficient than the Bears' passing offense from the 1940s. JB, the floor is yours. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're the one that that brought that to my attention. So holy shit.
3: If this isn't like uber telling that this man is – Overwhelmed, he is, and the philosophy that he thought he had, which could have been slightly more innovative if he if he claims, I mean, if he had the personnel he claimed that he wanted right? Yeah. But come on, the 1940s when they would they throw the ball like 12 times a game, maybe in the 1940s, 13, maybe. What are we talking about? We're talking about three yards in a cloud of dust passing or air choreo passing west coast passing um, a man from san francisco the godfather bill Walsh, bill Walsh passing Walsh. what Peyton manning and tom brady and drew Brees have done for years and we're reverting back to the 1940s guys people that's listening at home this is not the guy he never was the guy he never should have been the guy maybe some of his credit was more andy reed than what he was Yes, he may have had a hand in making Justin—not Justin Fields. Um, Alex Smith having his best statistical year as a QB, four thousand yards for his first year. But he comes here and pulls that BS. Yeah, he should have been fired last year. Yep. Why are we holding on to this by thread? I know, I know, I know. The Bears' brass is cheap.
2: <laughs> damn. I don't even think they're that cheap, JB, because they've even come out and paid guys before. You know, it's just. I don't think they know what to do with their money the correct way. I don't think they know how to evaluate the entire franchise from top to bottom in the correct way. Oh, so is that
3: scouting department or is that pace being the smartest guy? In the I think room? it's above that
2: because I don't think the guys upstairs know how to evaluate the right guys to put in the GM position who in turn don't know how to hire the correct head coaches. Say so, that Bruce Arians in this in this house. They didn't take him. They took Mark Tresman. I mean, I can so, go on and I mean, on and can, on.
3: Can we even talk about that real quick? Mark Trestman comes to Chicago after winning like two or three great cups, has two, what, uh, two eight and eight seasons or an eight and eight and a seven and nine yeah. or something like that. Then he goes right back to Canada and wins another great cup like two years later. I think it's to Baltimore first, didn't he? I said two years later. Two okay, years later. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I'm like, is it really these guys they're bringing in or is it the Bears? Or, do they bring in people in a situation that's so dysfunctional they cannot succeed? Or you just got to be that guy. Lovey was that guy. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's what I do. Or I, I like to talk to you about Dick Jerron because I was actually one of those fans of Dick Geron like when, when he played, right? right. Dick Jerron and Greg Gloss. Come on. That was a great marriage right there. All
5: right, right.
3: Now, Shoopy, that was a little different. But, you know. <laughs> so we, we know that that, that that system can work. But why? Why? Why can't – we talking about not even 200 yards a
4: game. Yeah, sad. I think it's a little bit of both, though. I think it's a little bit of the coach and a little bit of just the talent they came in with. Like, they had – like, we've been talking about the Bears haven't had a 4,000-yard passer in so long. and Ever. So <laughs> – Ever, 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 like, ever. ever. A, lot of those coaches to, a lot of those coaches come in with their schemes and their dreams, but they got to build with what they have, like. You can you can have dreams of building a mansion, but if you all you got is straw and mud. <laughs> hey, but work you said I it like
5: that.
3: I want to say maybe a week or two ago, you said it yourself. Stop making players adjust to your coaching style and and, and make your plays to the personnel that you have. Right. I took
4: so the coach still. And once period. again, and once again, I'm talking as a player, like the the, the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to but this. But you got to
3: execute. So if the right. if, if I'm if if if. Real off topic, real quick. What's your favorite defensive scheme?
4: I mean, I played in a four three, but at NM I played in a, a three four, and I I love that because it was just more linebackers on the field, and we got you're the just the run more run. free in that, aren't you? You, you have just, a hell of a lot of tackles the, with both. Right, you get the so, blitz more. You play on because I played outside barrier, which I was all to be playing outside. But anyway, yeah, you just get the blitz more, you get the drive, you just you do more stuff. Like when you are just in a four three, like you just an inside backer. Like you're gonna be off the ball a little bit more, but it's just it's just different styles. But I always thought the three four was a little more aggressive. Like you could be a little more aggressive in it. Yeah. So what Jake if I
3: great. tell you, hey, I'm your new coach. I'm putting you with the hand in the dirt. You gonna look at me cross eyed and be like, like what are right. you talking about, guy? Right. Yeah. But and to me, that's what Nagy to me is doing.
4: Right. Yeah. And to <laughs> me, and to me, that's obviously they hired him, but that's like an upper management problem. Because whoever you hire, they they already should know and. They, if you're hiring a coach, you should already let him know like what he's working with, like for the majority. What's his personnel? Like when you're hiring a coach, you act what system you run? How does it fit with the people we have now?
3: Yes, but that comes after the fact because the first initial interview, you got to wow me, and right. you're wowing me based upon what a hiring firm said. Right. right. To me, you're not wowing me because I played football and no football. Right, you're wowing right, right. me because I'm in a suit and tie, like. That
4: sounds logical,
2: and which, all that is is the buddy system,
4: right? That's all that shit is, which that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. That's probably been the problem with the Bears is that they go to a safe route or what the firm say, and they just pick a coach by what what he grade on a scale or whatever how they pick coaches. When well, you should be finding a coach that fit that's gonna take what you have and say he can work with it, mm-hmm. or he have, he have proven that he's been with teams that work with similar personnel. Like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna, I'm not gonna go get a quarter a guy that's. Used to working with a, a drop back, stand in the pocket quarterback. When I got a Justin Fields, I want a guy that's been working with a dynamic quarterback with with a certain skill set that I know that and he's innovated. Just looking at the game, I'm looking at Car- uh, Carolina. I'm looking at the Cardinals' offense. I'm just looking like, dang, too bad he went with the Bears. <laughs> well, <laughs> like think, I mean, like so- think what he could kind of do with Justin Fields. He he would have a field day with Justin Fields. And, wait, yeah. and
3: he was criticized because he's air right?
4: Yeah. Think, think, think. Take us back. Yeah, air raid used to be that old Jerry Glanville stuff. Right, yeah. That but old see, he, run
3: and shoot variation.
4: But that's why I say them type, I like like the coaches like that that like take a team, uh, take what they have. They have a scheme. He'll air raid, but he mixed in runs and with Kyler Murray. he changed, he adjusted, and that's what I say. I just yeah, feel like Nagy never right. did. Nagy don't adjust his scheme, or his scheme don't adjust well. It's, one or the other. Either his scheme don't adjust well if it don't have the right personnel, or he don't change his scheme with the personnel. Whatever it is, it's not working. And that's the biggest problem. I think I said that day one is just like I just don't like the fact that he can't adapt. He can't adjust to what he have to fit his scheme. Like he trying to, like you say, make a round peg fit in a square hole. And it's not it don't work that way. You don't get it, you <laughs> you can't get a new recruiting class next year like you in college or something. No. You're not going to get a new batch of kids. Right. But for the most part, like I say, you tied with a salary cap. So you're going to be limited what you could get and how much you could change your team every year. And then so,
3: when does my voice become white noise to you as a player? Because no yes. matter what I
4: call, you have to execute it. I think that's already happened. Right, right now? Right now. See, right now. Right then, now, and because and like I said, like when we like talk said, about this, like we're when we was at week 10 and we was talking about this, I was like, yeah. No, you still gonna listen to him because yep. that's the leader. It's only week 10. Now you get into week 14, you get into the end of the season. Now Everyone's it's shipping it's, their cars, like you said, right now. <laughs> it's starting to get more like noise. Like guys who know, like, I'm probably not gonna be here. They already in that mode. Like, I ain't gonna Allen be like, like, I don't wanna be here. So they already checking out. Well,
5: okay, see so,
3: see what you said. It's guys that know they're not gonna be here because they didn't get the opportunity. Then it's mind. guys that know they're not gonna be
2: here because they don't wanna be here.
4: Yep. Oh, they know they make a, a lot of money. <laughs> they're gonna get cut. Like they're gonna be a casualty. Salary cap casualty. Allen
2: Robinson's agent doesn't care so much that he literally tweets out about, "Oh, there's only this many weeks left. Allen, don't worry about it." And nobody even says anything. It's like, oh my god, like that's how much disrespect this this organization, this front office, and this coaching staff get from uh, its I, players. It's sad. Like, I, look at this. what, look at Laser right now. Look yeah. at what. That presser that I put up, that was telling to me. And I heard nobody talk about that today. I'm like, that's laser really
3: has that no faith made. in Maggie. I know lasers like you hired me to do
2: what now playbook from Matt. <laughs> no, no, you know what? Hold on. You know what? Matt might actually be an upgrade from what he does. To be <laughs> so flat look, out honest, hey,
3: Nagy draws his plays up like he's got a 99 quarterback, but <laughs> then calls it like he's got a 75. Like, come on. So. The way that I
2: always looked at it, and I said it before watch the water boy, Red Bow use green book. After a while, none of those plays work, and he doesn't know what to do because none of them work, and he's slamming it down. He doesn't know what the hell to do. That's naggy to me right now. Like, he does not know what he's doing. He's lost. I don't hate him as a person. I actually like the fact that, you know, a lot of his players gravitate to him and respect him. And that part I do respect, but I can't get behind a guy like Wait, this. But
3: do they really, or are they playing I mean, the PR game?
2: Think like they do, but it's more of like the younger guys. Like, I think they're I feel playing like the, the, the PR
3: game because they know be he's right. on his way out. You
2: yeah. might be right. I don't know. It's just a vibe that I get. But right, right. the more and more I see now, the more and more I see people talking a little more freely. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they're, everyone knows. Writing's on the wall.
3: Money said it best. I'm here to play ball. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. See? I don't care who's the head coach, who's the – whatever. I'm
2: here to play for the Bears. And I got to ask you something about this. So, it's a big – it's a big topic, man. And, again, off track. I don't care, though, because I like this conversation, man. So, what's David Montgomery's uh, shelf life? Because the way he runs with so much ferocity, I don't understand how he could make it another, you know, five years on – a whole nother contract, man. I'm kind of concerned with that part because he's right now he's our bell cow. Yeah. And yeah, he's probably going to be still solid for another couple years. But by the time we start getting good, he might start getting worn down because he's carrying this team on his back year in and year out injuries happen and they're going to start piling up and running back is one of those things where they're just kind of interchangeable at this point. All right, I'm gonna be the I'm
4: gonna be the bad guy. I'm gonna say the, do it, work Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> a, wisdom here. Come I'm to I'm i I'm to. <laughs> the management don't care what Montgomery is five years from now. I guarantee you, mm. agree like a thousand percent. I keep, like I I always say, every podcast is yep. NFL business part of football, and it's the fans and the part of the football. Like fans get in love with certain players. That's just how it go. That's how it's supposed to be. I if it's a linebacker, or running back that you like how he play, you love him. Yeah. That don't mean management love him. They look. Right. Look at. I used to like uh Howard who ran here. Jordan I Howard, Howard. I like
3: Jordan Howard.
4: They act like Howard was a was a piece. Of, they didn't. <laughs> they treated Howard like man. Get out of here. Like, and that's what I'm saying. In five years, the Bears not worry about in five years. They worry about what's going to happen next year.
2: Yeah.
4: Fans. So maybe fans that's why they're not fans playing fall in Robert? love with players. Fans fall in love with players. Organizations fall in love with trophies, Super Bowl trophies. Well, not the Bears. Not us. Well, they should be, but that's they fall in
3: love with money, with,
2: numbers. with money.
4: Which comes like money, <laughs> you, win, you win, you you make more money. So that's why I say, like, that's the part I always say. Like, I wish is I wish I could just give every fan like the little red pill, like in the matrix, and wake mm-hmm. them up out the matrix. And they can <laughs> understand. Like, players don't think about like when y'all be like, Oh, Nagy and the coach, I'd be like, really. I, like if I was on the best team right now, I would be thinking about my job. Like, like, am I going to be here? What I, like, am I secure? Or do I know I got a chance to still be here? Like, Nagy a grown man. Nagy's his own man. Like, yeah. you had your chance. I'm still playing. Like, you you you're going to be going to another team and I still have to play. Like, I'm sorry to say it. Like, it's independent contractors. Everybody's an independent contractor. You, you come said together, that before, yeah. Come together on a project. Like, y'all come together on a project to make it work. And once it's over, if it don't work, they break up the, the group. If it work, y'all get another year to try it again. It's a year to year basis, and that's just that's just the bad part about football that you don't have a chance to fall in love with a player. Like you don't, we don't get comfortable with a guy. I might be the, cool with this guy, but I know like he could be gone tomorrow. So yeah, he's just part of the beast, and I hate that part about football. But that's the part I'll be like, fans, I know you love this guy, like how you said, Minchu. I'm like, yeah, he a great guy. Personality, he probably fun in locker room. But like, <laughs> can you bring us a trophy? Will you be mm-hmm. like, what? And I know he can't. But he I don't just, care how fun you are off the field. We just, I just love the. I love the shit <laughs> he says, man. Can't help it. That part.
3: But I have to. I have to bring this to our attention, guys, because now work. What you're saying is very profound and telling. But how about the flip side? Like you said, you got the player side. You got the business side, which is the real side, right? right. But if you're going to get a guy who's ultra productive on limited opportunity, yeah, less wear and tear, right? Right, right. He's not rest- He's not running the ball 300 times a season like um, who was that guy? Who was like like a Todd Gurley who got hurt, like um, Jamal Anderson and all them that was running the ball 330, 350 times a year.
2: I actually he's heard a name today that kind of reminds me of that too. Remember Marion Barber?
3: I Do remember Mary about
2: Marion yeah. the Barbarian, yeah. like, like, very violently. He was that kind of guy, too. He was violent and ram, ram, ram all the time, but
4: he once fizzled again, out fast. Once, once again, that depends. That, that's that's a question you have for your coach. Hey, we got a guy, a Montgomery. He's averaging this. Like, if I'm a top brass, that's that's the type of question I'm gonna ask this coach that's coming in. Hey, well, how would you handle a Montgomery? He's a great running back, his load has been. Three hundred carries a year. Just to say, mm-hmm. how would you? What was? What would be your? What would be your plan? Excuse me to handle how his workload. Y'all already have Herbert. Most teams yeah. in the NFL run with two running backs now. The day of one running back, like the MSB, getting all the carries right. of just one bell car running back is gone. Right. You have to. You basically have to have two running backs because how offense is so dot. You run and you pass and they got to catch. You got it's so much stuff that running backs do. Look at – I look at somebody like Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you see yeah. that he's already wearing down. Like, it's showing yeah. physically. Like oh My God, like Tony Pollard's taking over that team. Right. So, I'm just saying, like, teams already know. Like, fans be like, oh, what he's going to be like in his 10th year. Teams, like, 10th year <laughs> – he, we, you better be lucky if he making five years here. Right? I'm gonna say, We're trying yeah. to get
3: to year four with Monty. Well, <laughs>
2: that's what, and what I say. Like, it's he's a, like 24 right now, or
4: no, he's 23 or 24. I he's think. 23,
3: but I'm sorry, I'm talking about contract contractually. We're trying to get right, like, yeah, to you want
4: like teams wanting to be the best he could be and be most productive because that helps the team. But if they have a chance to get another young running back, his a running back just like him, but a 21 a year old kid coming in, I'm gonna draft him. I'm going to put him right behind him. I'm going to make him and Herbert fight for who's going to be the backup to Montgomery. And Montgomery going to feel it like every day. Montgomery going to know, like, he got two guys that want to play. That's going to make him go. That's just how that's how they build the teams.
3: But then then are you devaluing what Monty brings to the team, though? Because Khalil Herbert and Montgomery right now are a dynamic one-two punch
4: in the making. They really are. If you're not, if you're not JB, if you're not winning, if you're not getting the playoffs and getting the championships, they don't care how dynamic your team is. That stuff. What you saying? You talking? That's about, the coach's you know, fault, right? But you talking like how we talk in the locker room, like man, Montgomery and Herbert be playing good. They are a good team together. Just like I always tell the story when I, when I played me Rosie and Lack. We thought we was the Three Musketeers. Yeah, yeah I was. Until, so you were. Until we, got to, <laughs> until we got the free agency until we got the free agency, and they sat us down and told us like, "That's not. I'm sorry. I, we would love to have all three of y'all play here forever, but that's not. It don't work that way. We only have this amount of money." To pay our linebackers, and we still have to have backups. So, after we pay out and we already know Erlach are gonna get a, a, a king's ransom, we gotta get yes. ready for Urlac in two years. So, we only well, have it's same money on to them for mismanaging their money. Well, you had to pay <laughs> Urlacher that money though.
2: No,
3: yeah, man. I'm not saying you didn't, but I'm saying, like, if, if look at look at other teams, and I can only speak to what I what we see on TV, right? Right, you got some teams like them old cowboy teams you mentioned, San Francisco. Before. Like that unit was together seven, right. eight, nine, ten years.
4: That's a different. That was a different era, though. you, now,
3: like, you don't see that now because the market kind of sets what you. Market to is different college. now.
4: Like it's, if, it's if, if, I, if I'm in this market now, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't like I would love the Bears, but if I have a chance to go somewhere and get guaranteed sixty million dollars or a contract for seventy million dollars, forty guaranteed, I love the Bears. I love y'all to death, but I'll come visit y'all. I'm All like, right. <laughs> It's different now because the money is more money. And because
3: right, I, I always heard your first contract is for the love, your second contract is for your life,
4: right? That's when most players mm-hmm. understand what this is. Most players, they first, for first, second, third, till they get to their first contract, they still playing like it's college. And that's what happened. You get the, the pros, you still uh, uh, approach the game like you're in college, like you're you in improvement mode. Yeah, yeah you in the, you've in you been in the dorm for f- four years with guys. They became your brother. and Y'all go out together. Y'all eat together in the cafeteria. Y'all travel together. But once you get a pro, it's a business. And the only way you stay on the team is if you show them that you're productive, that you could you could help them win a championship. You could be the nicest guy ever. They love you to death. Hey, come talk to us when you retire. We'll look for your position in here. But until then, we're putting a team together to win. And that's just a cutthroat part of the business. Like I, like I love Montgomery, the way he runs. But the Bears know, like, his style of running is going to break him down. I'm pretty sure they're going to draft another strong, hard running back. Same just well, like him. Well, they, they did. Right, right? Next year, right this year or next year, they're going to draft another running back that looked just like him. Just to they get did.
3: Ready. They picked up, well, they picked up William. What's his name right. from Kansas with, City? Yeah,
4: Damian Williams. Damian
2: Williams,
3: Williams yeah. who was like the scat receiver yeah. back. But they picked up another dude. Uh Artavius Pierce. Artavius
2: know. Pierce isn't that kind of runner. He's more of like a Tariq Cohen type, but he's a little bigger than Tariq Cohen. he's, well, he's more bigger a, than Cohen, but I'm saying they yeah.
3: already got five running
2: backs on the roster. Oh yeah. Like the, that in tight ends is what they do, right. obviously. That's
4: just yes. how you build that's just how you build a team. That's just like preparing <laughs> for the future. Like if you if you didn't build a team like that, I would I would have something to say. If you didn't build a team where you already you got a guy that could be could be his potential replacement in the pipeline. Like he a young kid, but he could be just as good as Montgomery. That's how you build a team where you don't have this, where you're like, oh, we don't have no talent. No, you always have talent. Once a guy, just how the Patriots work. They get guys, once they hit a certain level, when they know they want to make money, they let them go. Yeah. Once they make their money, and they, if it didn't work, they bring them back, but for less money. They always have a young guy waiting to take his spot when he leaves, and they work the system. And most of the good teams actually do that. The Bears just haven't been kind of hitting on draft picks and stacking guys and getting young guys and bringing them in or bringing veteran guys, which I like Quinn. That was a good move, Robert yeah. Quinn, this year. Not Black last him. year it wasn't, but this year, right. hell yeah. He, 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 playing, he was
3: right. hurt. In fairness, he was right. hurt. Right. He was right.
4: hurt, right. and he had something else going
2: on that he won't talk about with anyone, right. too. Probably I'm not personal. sure. I heard There's some personal stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: Which was very interesting, by the way. I was like, oh, shit,
5: like, wow. Man. Yeah. yeah.
2: But God bless him for still playing. Thank God he got over it because man, he's coming through this year with that. He's about the only one on the defense. It's funny because last year he said the polar opposite; he was the one holding them back, and now he's the only one playing. Obviously, well, who can broke we compete with
3: too. though? Because like, I like Quinn. I like Matt.
2: Uh, I've, I I, like I've already given you this scenario, JB. <laughs> 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 I've given you this numerous times. See, I yeah, told Lance Briggs the same thing and asked him this because it's I'm like. Our-
3: I mean, like, going into up. next year, if yeah. we move to a 4-3, our tackles have to be Tyrus Tonga and uh, Eddie Golden. Like, that's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. That's, that's
2: 100% sure. going to happen. You're probably going to we- have Blackman backing up. Um, I'm sure that they're they're going to pick up someone else off of waivers or something or, you know, somewhere. Right. Your ends, if you keep Mac, you've got Mac and Quinn. Um, I don't think Cassius Marsh is – in the picture obviously he he's probably going, won't, but but uh, but even with the, the Travis Gibson's Hicks, gonna be here the, no Travis what. Gibson
3: probably but does Mario Edwards turn into Mark Anderson rookie uh year or does he turn into Alonzo
2: Spellman like there's Alonzo too many Spellman <laughs> which That's, we don't I think need he's already that. trending that way anyway honestly <laughs> like, but, we don't need that man yeah no you I. Know,
3: so it's a lot of other questions that like you said were like they focusing on the big money guys, but it's the other guys that's going to win us them games, man. Yeah,
4: yeah. And that's management. Now, that's all management. Like, they build teams together. We just do the plan. That's up to y'all to fit all the pieces together. And that's the part where the Bears have been kind of messing up, too, I feel like, for a long time. And, I mean, I hate to say it, guys. I do. But next year, defensively,
2: it's going to look ugly again. It's not going to get a whole lot better it's gonna be a development year again. It's it, it's a transition year. Obviously that this whole defense is just getting older, it's not gonna get younger. You've got to start trading off guys, it's gonna get ugly. I hope it gets so ugly that Mac is gone and you get some good compensation for him and you build around, you know, a Roquan Smith, a Jalen Johnson, a Kyrus Tonga, those kind of guys. I wouldn't even keep Quinn. I, I wouldn't keep Eddie Jackson. I would get as much as possible and just start from the bottom up and just go, go, go. That's just the way that I look at things because every great organization ends up having to do that, you know, and right. you'd rather do it too early than do it too late. And obviously we're not winning anything again next year.
3: But when you have a complete year rebuild like that right now, management – well, it's beyond, but management, as Warwick said – you want as many butts in the seats and as many hard as much hardware as you can get to get
2: that money. Well, you got the Ferrari at quarterback. <laughs> so <laughs> so a, complete rebuild, still, a
3: complete rebuild. See, and I want to think like, like you teaching me work. I want to think like they think we don't need to tear it all the way down, especially if we know Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be in Green Bay
2: next year. Well, that's a big – I heard some stuff the other day. He came out talking about how the organization's done a great job with stuff, yada, 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 and I'm like, here we go again.
4: He's not gonna leave now. He's gonna stay. But I think you. I think, I think the Browns gonna tear it. The, gonna rebuild, but they're not gonna like burn, like burn the whole field down to start over. Yeah. They type burn. So they, gonna,
3: they They're gonna retool more so than rebuild.
4: Uh, they gonna keep. They go. They might keep a Robert Quinn if he's willing to stay for like one, one. He's or like thirty one though. But they like- give him. One, they give him like a one or two year deal, incentive based kind of deal. Well- like, he's still got a couple years on that contract. Oh, well, if not just, mistaken. So he probably he has, he's probably still be here.
2: Yeah. So he's got he's he's got two more years after this year. I'm about to say I thought it
3: was a four year deal, wasn't
2: it? A four year deal. Yeah. So but if a good locker room guy but if you trade him after <laughs> June first again next year, <laughs> you're saving like like eight point four million or no or, or no, no 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 sorry you're uh your dead money is like 8.4 million but your cap savings is um around what's that around like 23 22 million dollars like it's right. ridiculous or oh, wait actually 15. no it, it's more than that it's 14 million the first year 13 million the second year so 27. that's 27 million i was off sorry guys but no yeah that's a lot of that's a lot of cheddar should be leaving and- on the table man but who are you going to get that's the thing and like, that's the whole thing is that you start from the top next year start from the top of the organization we uh, we we all talk about this till we're blue in the face get a president of football operations in this building and then work down true, you know but, have but, a gm have a coach get all lockstep on the same page and then figure out what you're doing financially with everything obviously but, man, that's a lot of money to leave on the table. But, A.B.,
3: remember what Warwick told us before. When, when you hit free agency, work, you looked at certain teams as to who was in place, not just player-wise, but coach-wise. Right. You felt comfortable going to play with a coach that you was already familiar with, right?
4: Yeah, so you looking when at When you had right. a
3: new regime coming in, there may not be any familiarity with that new regime.
4: Right. You're looking at obviously, obviously, you're going to look who's going to give you some who's going to pay you the best or have the best contract for you. You're going to look at what, what scheme you're going to. Because sometimes a guy might throw a lot of money on the table and just going to a scheme that's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be a good fit because you ain't going to make the contract. You're going to one or two years and you're going to be gone because you're yeah. not living up Especially to it Especially
3: if it's incentivating, right?
4: Right. So that's why I say it's a lot of things. That's why I say, like, whatever coach is real important to how the Bears actually going to attack next year and years after that because – if it's a new coach and he wanna slash and burn, he gonna slash and burn. They probably mm-hmm. gonna give him that power. If it's a guy that say, hey, I got I could work with some of these people, they'll keep them. So it really depends on what type of coach. If it's a coach that wanna come in and start all over, cause you gotta remember, whatever coach you, whatever coach come in, whatever players here, they might not even like them players. He might not even like Robert Quinn like we like him or how we he might not, he might like he don't fit my scheme. I don't really have that ties to him. Believe it yeah. or not, it might be some dudes don't even like Justin Fields. Like, uh, I yeah. really wasn't my type of quarterback. And that's why I say the Bears got to really be smart on who they pick. Like, you need to pick somebody that's going to bring some energy, that's going to work with Justin Fields, that's going to have a quarterback guy that come in and teach him the little little things about quarterback. Not the physical part, because the physical part is the easy part. Right. You've got that already. The physical part is the easiest part to catch on. Yeah, the game moves fast, and it's more violent once you move to the NFL. But after training camp, after a couple games, after a year of practicing and playing, you kind of catch up with the speed. It's the mental part of the game, mentally on the field and off the field that trip up players. That's the hard part of playing the NFL because now you're getting a new, like you said, you get a, a new playbook. Mm-hmm. You got more expectations. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we come from college where we were the man. So we started off college, had to work our way. By the time you're a senior or junior, you the man or you one of the top players. Now you come into a new team where you got to kind of establish yourself. Plus you got me not trading fields. King. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, We're not trading fields. <laughs>
2: but, but no, man, like I, I agree with you all heartily. Right. Because right. I remember um, hearing about Chris Ballard was actually interviewed for that GM job. And his number one thing was that he wanted to get rid of Jay Cutler that next day. He said, this is it. I want Cutler gone period. And he, that was the end of the interview. They literally stopped the interview and said, "That's enough. We're done here." Right. So then you got wow. you know Ryan Pace and all those guys coming in. What happened to Brandon Marshall immediately? Gone like that quick, right? Right. You got it right, Warwick. It's just it depends on what guy, but they're obviously not going to want head cases. They're obviously not going to want guys that aren't on the upswing program. And that's a lot of these players, especially defensively, they're getting older. And if they're running a completely different scheme, if they get a guy like Leslie Frazier, then why do you keep some of these guys? <laughs> that's just my point of this. It's like but you know, some of those guys them. will and, fit
3: in that traditional 4-3 yeah, more so will.
2: than they like. But, Khalil Mack will fit in that 4 three. Oh, he will.
3: Robert Brilliant.
2: Quinn and him—you can run anything with those two. Period. Right, right. Like they'll be like the
3: old Giants NASCAR packages with the bookie and with what was that? Jason Pierre-Paul and Strahan. Yeah. Like, yeah. they can do that. But then I'm worried about I'm worried about the linebacker.
2: Your like thats exactly what I was going to get to. So <laughs> you're obviously getting rid of Danny Trevathan. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, Chris Jones is a middle linebacker. I, I don't mm-hmm. think he plays outside that well, so he's gone. Right? He doesn't. He Which doesn't. Oakley, was a middle, I believe, before. I don't. don't got think transitioned. He, yeah, he got transitioned. I don't think he's a, a real fit at right. the outside Sam or Will. I don't think it works either way for those guys. So you're getting basically, outside of Roquan, an entire new linebacking core. Eddie Jackson is one of those guys where he's on the fence because there's a lot of money on the table with Eddie Jackson. But there's so many deficiencies going on with him. In my eyes, it doesn't make a lot of sense to keep him for that money. They have a potential out next year with him. They can save some coin. And you can bring in a young, hungry safety in that spot to run the scheme that Leslie Frazier wants to run correctly. So can I
3: say two names? Yeah. Listen and listen good. <laughs> I like Jaquan Brisker. This is what I do, okay. Roy. This is what I do. <laughs> I like Jaquan
2: Brisker. You told me about this one. I yeah. did. Penn State. We're on. Yeah. Check him out. Okay. He's a hard nose. He he remind
3: me of, like, a Jamal Adams type, a true strong safety. That's what yes. we need, right? And I like dude from – um young man from Georgia, Lewis Sign, spelled C-I-N-E. Yeah. But I watched, like
2: – I like that tight end they got, too. He's pretty good, too. I He's really pretty like damn good. good. Arno, really always around yeah. the
3: ball, you know, but – I don't know. Do, do our scouts look like right, that? I don't right, know. Right. maybe my lens is different because no, I don't no, have no. management over my head saying what I can and cannot do. No, but,
5: no.
3: No. No, I'm not I'm not gonna let him say that because again, where we who do we got that can cover safety. now, Chris? In a bear's office, we need our strong safety to hit, right? What's the
2: difference <laughs> of what we got now? We don't have anyone who covers now. Yeah. So what's the difference right now? You might as well get some young guns in here to start developing. Right. You've got Jalen Johnson on the outside, he's Pretty decent right now. He can only get better. You've got a Roquan Smith. You know, you've got hopefully Kairos Tonga turns into that guy. And then was, just, he's good, man. You just keep building around those three. So you've literally got right now inside, middle, and the outside corner. Mm-hmm. Those are some pretty solid spots to be set in, right? So just yes. build around that, right. build around that, and build a real defense. And I think. That's why Leslie Frazier is a very, very, very significant name in my eyes because he can evaluate defense, and he can evaluate talent very well. And we don't have to worry about him radioing in calls on a (laughs) walkie-talkie during a game and pretending like he's not the one out there trying to call the plays. (laughs) Because You're going to look up
3: into the booth and be like,
2: 41 damn times or whatever (laughs) it was. You're not going to tell me that Nagy didn't have any part in that. Give me a break.
3: You could tell by the play calling. Somebody re- it was
2: oh, back and our, forth. It was back and hey, forth. Our boy Rodney Adams came back, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had a. Mm. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but but you don't need to get into what Rodney did. No, no,
3: no, no. But I'm we're gonna all gonna Rodney
2: cheerleaders here, guys. Just so you know. But he has Rodney, a Rodney dropped <laughs> wide open, man. He was wide open, and I, I have to. I have to give Dalton credit. That was a perfect pass. It was. Okay. He hit him in stride, perfect drop and man, I almost, almost like messaged God, you man. right then and went I don't want to hear no more Rodney Adams talk <laughs> <Yeah>. either <laughs> after you put up that Dalton thing I was going to go I don't want to hear Rodney Adams talk out of you either but <laughs> I, I was a big fan of, of uh, him too but he just he got his chance and he blew it Let's well, hope the said, next like, game maybe comes in and maybe gives him a shot he'll get
3: know. the one chance yeah and he hasn't played in a real setting in, in five weeks yeah not to make excuses, but...
2: And then in the preseason, he makes, like, the most insane catches I've ever seen. You know, like, a guy draped all over him, and he just drops it in his bread basket, just run. I'm like, how the hell do you drop that wide open shit, and you can't catch that? Like, like, like come on, That's
5: man. That's the name of the game.
4: That's the name of the game. You got to um, make plays when you get a chance. You, ne- it, you never know when you get another chance. That's... All being too wide open, I guess. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Like,
2: but... oh, I'm back. Oh, 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 damn, my. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> oh, back to the bench where I go, man. Everybody, just so you know, man, this show, Warwick said it best. We're going to give you that red pill, man. We're, we're going to start trying to get you guys to understand things the way we understand them. That's why we name the show what it is. That's what we do here, guys. So in saying that, man, I think as much as I love this topic, we could talk about it all night. We got to get to something different. So right. I got I to gotta real quick. Quick uh, clip for you uh, with uh, Sean Desai talking about how they can stop that horrible ass from the north. Oh, boy.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, very simply put, everything. I mean, it, it, like you said, you know, when you go up against guys that have played this long in this league and had the success that he's had, they've seen pretty much everything. They've encountered everything. They've uh, uh, they've got answers in their arsenal. For everything he does personally, you know, and and that's why that's why guys like that sustain for this long in this league. Uh, so uh, he's a threat, obviously, with his arm, uh, with his uh, feet. He's still a threat with his feet, and um, <clears throat> you know, obviously, with his mind. You know, you got, you got to play the mental game with him. Uh, all eleven of us do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's why I picked that one because. That was the first question, and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) He feels the same way about it. But, guys, you know. They don't pull any punches
3: with that guy, I see.
2: No, and that's why I like Sean Desai. Sean Desai does have some accountability issues that he needs to work on with his players that I've kind of noticed a little bit here and there. But the guys, I feel like it's more the personnel that's really failed him than what he's drawn up. I mean, yes, obviously he's had some wrinkles here and there. Every coach does. But for the most part, I like Sean Desai. I like what he does, but he's probably not going to be here next year, unfortunately. He's probably losing that job. I hope not. Hopefully, Leslie Frazier keeps him on it in some type of role. But anyway, <laughs> back to the horrible topic that we have to touch on here. What can the Bears do defensively to confuse Aaron <laughs> Rodgers enough to pull out maybe the biggest upset of my entire damn life? Because, I mean, I've got some ideas on it. But, Warwick, I want to hear from you especially first on this because you've obviously oh, watched enough. <laughs> You're the defensive guy. We got to play him twice a year, unfortunately. I'm not a fan of this topic either. But we got I mean, we talked about a man that had to play against
3: Brett Favre. He knows full well what this is.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Uh. The bad thing is, I just say that first is that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers they playing better than we played the first time when we played them. Yeah, got better, <laughs> for us with a lot of stuff. So that's why I say it's gonna be even tougher. And you go into their place, the biggest wow. thing, like I always say, like especially on defense, you gotta you gotta put pressure on Aaron Rodgers somehow. Like, well, whereas one on one matchups are blitzing them, like you have to put some type of pressure and move them around. But with that comes you gotta be able to cover. They have some great receivers. They have some guys that can do some things with the ball. So it's <laughs> – I know. And that's why I asked it because it's one of those things. I mean... I've got some ideas
2: on it, and right. I'll ask your opinion of this really. So you obviously want to get pressure on him. That's that's right. obviously you want to confuse him. But you can't blitz him a lot either because right. if you blitz him, he's going to come out and destroy yeah. you. He's going to eat you right. alive because right. he's smart enough to see it. He's He's been right. through it all. Um, you've got to press these wide outs, obviously. It's something we brought the last time we had this conversation, but at the same time, just like you said, Warwick, you gotta lock down and make sure that you're pressing and staying with your guy. Right. We gotta double-team Devontae Adams. You cannot let this man oh. just kill you again, right? I mean, that's what but, he did last game. Yeah. We didn't sure they- do that last game, and what happened? He ate yeah. us alive, man. So maybe that throwing some stunts in there here and there maybe
5: but double the cool, thing to see, though. See
4: you whether gotta, you double where well you double him or bracket him like have a guy kind yeah. of stay in his general area like because you could play like split you could play mm-hmm. like you could play like a man on one side and three on one side where you got a, somebody over top of him all the time. Like they can make mm-hmm. they can do it's so many different variations of defense excuse me that you could do on to take away a guy. The biggest thing is just like the fundamental parts. Like, they have one great receiver the uh, rest of Okay. That's yeah. kind of the way I feel about them too, Chris. No, like, oh, yeah, honestly, I, that's the way I feel. Yeah. So,
2: like, it's that's true. why that's I'm fair. saying to maybe double Devontae. Yeah, but they got a like quarterback that can get even yeah. the okay receivers yeah. the ball.
4: Like, yeah. doubling a, like doubling a receiver yeah. always sounds good. Like, that's like video game type stuff. But when oh, you get yeah. a real game, like, you got to also play the run. You also got to play play action. They also got other things that they can hit you with. You can't yeah, but just that's open. what your front seven's supposed to do correct right and that's what I was gonna say like like right now like you can't you're not gonna you can't over like you can't scheme your over your deficiencies like i don't care what scheme you come with if you have deficiencies where you just can't get it done it's not gonna work and that's what happened with a lot of teams that's that's the type of stuff i'll be saying like you be trying you want to tell fans like uh like yeah we got a lot of like you come with the greatest scheme ever but if you don't have the people to do it or you don't have right, right. That executed, it's not going to work. So that's why I say right now the Bears just trying to, they're fighting for their lives. And to play defense, the defense ain't just the defensive players. Like, especially with the Bears, like you need your offense to be your defense too. Like they're going to be the guys, like stay on the field for us, help us out. Uh (laughs) It works.
2: I got a question before you continue. Is someone right. robbing a bank by you right now? <laughs> All I hear is like a massive amount of sirens right now. I'm like, somebody's robbing and a it's bank. And it's
4: something. not really, it's not really that close. It's like far off. But I was that's just like, thinking, I was just, like just like there's thinking, a SWAT like SWAT the team par-
2: rolling in somewhere right now.
4: It's like, I was damn. just thinking, like this is the first podcast where it's like dogs barking dogs, sirens, please. like, like they just know, like I'm on just, a podcast right now. But no, somebody's it's coming to rob you or something. Texas
3: is just like, come.
4: Yeah. I don't know what Mark attacked. Yeah, it's a it's right. a hard task. And I, and that's why he, he Aaron Rodgers, that's why he's yeah, he's a, he had a reputation that he has. He didn't show him the year after year that he just a, he's a top quality elite quarterback. So it's gonna be a hard task. But that's when you play these type of teams, sometimes you're gonna be outgunned. Sometimes you're gonna yeah. play a team where the offense is just way better than your defense. So mm-hmm. now your your offense gotta play They butts off to keep help y'all out, and vice versa. That's what the and that's another thing with the Bears. Like, <laughs> it's hard to win games when both sides are not doing good. Like, that's just like if you have a great defense, like Baltimore Ravens the year. Yeah, they had Trent Dilfer. Their offense wasn't super explosive, but their defense was good enough where they always put them in good positions. Like, if you don't have that type of team where one side is could help the other side, and y'all both kind of. <laughs> struggling to stay above water, oh, then yeah. it's gonna always be a challenge. Like absolutely I say, like you just got they just have an offense that's better than our defense at this point.
3: Work, would I be simple minded in saying no matter what, because remember, we're auditioning for our next coach and our next contract and our next season, right? Could we just say Jalen Johnson, go ahead follow Devontae wherever he goes? Hey, Vontae Scanling is on this side we'll put Vildor on him. If um Eddie comes down We'll put him on um, Mercedes Lewis and the other tight end whose name escapes me right now. Right. And then you have, like, Randall Cobb, who not the fastest. Red zone uh, guy, though. Red zone guy, possession. Yeah. And may- maybe maybe we put, you know, one of our nickel guys on him or something. Because my thing is this. Like Chris Edgerton said, Devontae had 89 yards. One of them was on a, on a, on a gas plate. Yeah. But – for the most part, I think Jalen Johnson needs to get the experience right now, going against one of the top receivers in the league. Yeah, shadow like the whole
4: game. You got to shadow him hundred percent. You can shout, you can you can put him on there. You just got to understand that he gonna win some, he gonna lose some. Yeah, if you can handle the losses, if you can handle the losses, right now, right? Yeah, because we're auditioning. that's yeah. gonna make, that's gonna make him going to next year like better. He be like the, he gonna be your stud corner. He gonna be your stud cover guy. But like I say, you gotta be able to live with the good and the bad. Because if he get beat holding the Devontae Adams, that's a touchdown. <laughs> Which is why I'm saying that maybe we have, we have a double with a right. safety
2: over the top. That's why I'm saying maybe double him that way. So then if if by chance that
4: happens, you've got safety help right there in the backfield, man. The one thing with the the one thing about the Packers is they probably used to that. Like people try all kinds of schemes to take away great players. So they know yeah. all of the they know all the schemes, the doubles, the playing over the top, the playing underneath them because they do that too, take his underneath stuff away so he can't do no quick to make it where he had to run longer routes and stuff or deeper routes. So they run out. They didn't see every type of defense to try to take him away. Yeah. The thing is, it get down to just you got to execute and you got to tackle. You got to cover him. And if he do catch a ball, you rally and you tackle him. You get him down to the ground. Like You got to become simple at this point. Basically, your game plan becomes simple.
3: And, and and that's what I was thinking because you want to have as many bodies around him, but then like what Chris Edgerson just said, I like Artie Burns. Artie we like Artie, Artie too, but at the same Artie. time, now we gotta account for Aaron Jones out the backfield. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't have a covered guy for every position no. that they can throw at us. Right. Like I said, um when, when 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 you go basically whatever their base defense is, right? That's a that's a formation that can kind of handle the run. And some pass, but we're not dealing with like Trent Dilfer. We're dealing with Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah. he can call his own plays on the fly and adjust like that. In a minute. So there's nothing to see Avantes Scantling do a over, do a deep override in the middle of a field when we have Tyshawn or Eddie coming up and pressing. And now that one-on-one that we just spoke up is gone. It's right. dead. Because like there's no help there no over the top no
4: more. Yeah, which so it's I mean,
3: like, now you're playing chess with the man. <laughs> the bear the bears are, they, behind,
4: they behind the eight ball. They they're definitely in a bad situation at this point because you need to beat like a Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You got to have a you got to apply pressure on them. The pass rush. You got to be able to cover mm-hmm. the pressure could get there. You got to control a run game. Like it's a it's a lot of things you got to stop with these type of teams. So that's why I say like you're not going to be able to stop everything and that go with every team you play. You just got to be able to, you make sure you, what you do, what you can stop, you stop. And then the other side of the ball can do their part and it all work together. And like I say, if you
3: always say, keep him off the field, but. That's the the best
4: defense you have. That's your your best best
3: defense. defense. And I'm a little old school, keeping the field goals, bend, don't break, but right, they have three losses this year. So that proves they can be beat. I'm (laughs) looking at. I'm piecing together whatever those three losses they got, and I'm gonna throw something that didn't work with him at him. That's just me because there's Absolutely. real no there's really no solution.
4: No. Right. It's, and that's what I was gonna say. It's really no solution you can come up with. At some point, the Bears just gotta play and want it more than the Packers to beat them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just the type of team. Like I said, it's rarely you're gonna go in a game where you just way overmatched over a team. It happens sometimes. Like you have a team like a team that ain't won a game, like say the Lions or something. Yeah, right now they probably just overly overmatched, but for the most part, teams are equal. It's just about talent and people doing what they're supposed to do. Like, yeah, it's no, like the defense. Well, that's why, like, so,
2: so, so I'm glad that you brought that up because there's, there's one other thing that I was thinking about. You know, Aaron, Aaron likes to throw those quick balls all the time, right. he's always throwing quick screens and stuff. Isn't gap control like important in this kind of game too? Because if he's throwing those outside screens, Everyone's got to be covering their inside gaps, outside gaps the exact same way so they, they can stop them from breaking a screen
4: for 70 yards down the field, right? Like, no, more, more important than gap control because gap control is important, but gap control is probably more important like on run plays. When, you, yeah. when you're doing like quick passes and screens, it's more about leverage. It's, leverage about guys, okay. it's about guys having a forced position and the guys running the alley and all other guys rallying to it. Like you got to have somebody – and that's what I say. Like everybody got to play their position. If you're a force guy and they run a screen to your side, you can't let Aaron, Rod, you can't no. let Aaron Jones get outside of you. I don't you care. Yeah. I don't care you got to run into the sideline. He, he, he shouldn't get outside of you. I don't care what you got to do. See so got to your gotta, assignments no matter what's right. going that, on. Yeah, and that's what I say. Shit. Like, when you yeah. play these type of teams, they have talent to where you have to beat them. Like, you have to out-execute them, basically. Yeah. You have to out-execute them. They going to run a screen. We going to fit right. And we going to make the tackle. And we yeah. going to play this chess match all game. When you like I say, now if you play a team where you just overly talented, it don't matter what they do, you just can run through their blockers and <laughs> then yeah, but that's not gonna happen at this level. It really it rarely happens that you get a team that you just that much overmatched. So
3: and see, well, we've I, seen we've sure seen that. this year a uh, totally overmatched team supposed to lose in Jacksonville and Buffalo, where just actually right. won the right. six, which is an anomaly of anomalies, yeah. Right. But, so we're not saying it can happen, but like you said, they stayed disciplined. They did what they were supposed to do to stop what right. Buffalo did best. Right. So, so to your point, like, I don't need everybody trying to get that sack every single play. Like, I'm going oh. to get you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. Get you. Oh. Yeah, you got me twice, but the score is fucking right. 40 to 3. Like, Take- we don't need that.
4: Bears need to look at the film, look at the film when they play them last, see the things they do, because guess what? They're going to do the same they thing. The same thing, yeah. They're going to see if you fixed it. That's just how the league works. Well,
2: and he didn't even throw for 200 yards last time. He only threw for like 190. Yeah, because
4: they killed the Bears. Like Remember, we're throwing like quick balls at uh, yeah. Aaron Jones, and he was breaking runs yeah. and breaking screens. like That's that why- of- So the Bears got to sure that up, which they could do, watch film, which I know they already did. They know yeah. exactly why he broke those runs, because you could break down every play and find out why it happened because it's all about fits and gap, like you said, gap control and leverage and being where you're supposed to be. Make sure you got your assignments. Yeah, Fix that because you know it's coming. Everything they beat you with, they're going to do it again just to see if you fix it. And then the rest is just about one, two. And like I say, at this point in the season, that's all you have now. Like, everybody's beat up. Everybody's sore. You fighting for your job and your position to make sure that you still have a job next year, so... <laughs> yeah. It can happen. Like I say, everybody anybody can win. It's still talented guys. The Bears still are NFL team, professionally paid NFL football players. So they can play and beat the Packers. It's just that they have to want to and they have to execute. And that's on both sides of the ball.
3: And that's telling. I like what you
4: said. Yeah.
3: Forget about out scheming. You gotta out want
4: it. Right. You can't you can't out Funny like, that you say that. Uh, yeah, you can't out scheme everything. Some, some, some out scheme everything. You just gotta play. You just gotta want it more than them. <laughs> Boy work
2: I'm starting to match you on uh on uh, <laughs> things that we agree on cuz my bare necessities are going to sound real familiar real soon so <laughs> just just saying but yeah that's we're right, you know. best
5: friends yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there slowly but surely. We're not on Warwick's level, though. I mean, that's going to be hard to get to Warwick's wisdom. But one day, hopefully, JB, we can grow up and be like Warwick Holden. But, you know, right now, man. Warwick, like, I'm listening. I got these yeah, Will Smiths. I'm ears, listening. <laughs> ears are pinned open on this one, man, because Warwick, you're right. 100% right. You know, you've got to go, want to go out there and want it more than those guys want it. And, man – I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care if that man ran out and said that he wasn't talking about the team whenever he said he owned them. Those players better sit and remember that statement. And it just drives me nuts because it's like I'm so concerned about this team coming out and just laying an egg because they've just completely just lost their mojo. They don't care about the coach anymore. It could get really ugly.
4: It does have the potential. That's, all I,
2: that's all I got to say.
5: I
4: will say that. <laughs> I don't
2: have a lot more to say than that on yeah. this. Topic. I hate to
4: say it. And I hate, that's what I, I hate to come on every week and be doom and gloom, but it does have a – it's at well, their house. Here. It's at their house. It's a division game. they ready to wrap this division up. You know that. So 11 and a half TV. point favorites right now. Right. They're going to play, they're going to play hard too. So that's why I say they well, have one went favorite. down one.
2: It went right. down one because they, that's the Justin Fields factor I believe because
4: it was 12 and a half before as soon it as was. they said he was starting it went down a point. So right. Justin
2: Fields gets him a whole point.
4: Right, right, which I mean like I say like you just at that point you just at that point of the season where yeah. <laughs> you just got one more especially with injuries and people yeah. like I say everybody nicked up. Everybody hey, you said up, injuries.
3: Like what is Corey Wooten famous for?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah.
3: might be our only way
2: Jay McClellan is not walking through that door, J.B. He's not <laughs> accidentally falling on Aaron Rodgers. The only guy he could beat was Aaron Rodgers. And he Rodgers. was
3: sick. And that was he my was second name I was going to say.
2: <laughs> Come on, Mario. <laughs> yeah, Mario. If you ever pick a game to play like that, it is this game. <laughs> You've got to do something about this guy. Obviously, nobody wants to get the guy hurt. Obviously, we don't mean it like that. No, but we just, we just. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, upset if he just had an injury and he was out for well, this if he game. he had a slight headache, I would just like that. something to just get him off the field. Cause that's a little that, hammy, a
3: glute, something. That would,
2: that would be ideal for us, man. But, Anyway, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from the john darren team
1: hi i'm jonathan darren licensed real estate broker with Cobble banker real estate group and homer Glen. are you looking to buy or sell have you been disappointed in the past the jonathan darren team with Cobble banker real estate group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling we are a service oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate our goal is to combine knowledge skills and passion to exceed our clients expectations and most of all we truly care We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full service real estate brokers and a dedicated full time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team.
2: And that was a word from our sponsor, the John Darren team out in Homer Glen. Guys, make sure if you're looking for a home, because, you know, it's going to be 60 next week in Chicago. So, <laughs> it- next week. It's supposed to be sixty four, I think, on Thursday, Okay, okay. Wednesday, Thursday. So like
3: Indian summer late.
2: I <laughs> might do the podcast outside next week <laughs> in the middle of December. But anyway, at, at sixty four, you can come.
5: <laughs> yeah, there we I mean,
4: go. we get you for one day, Ward. Y'all, get, y'all getting close. Y'all getting close. <laughs> it is, good, it's seventy four right now at nighttime. Seventy four. Oh, yeah. ah. like so. Y'all, I have on shorts. <laughs> 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 I didn't know I Y'all getting close, I say come up a couple more degrees and y'all might, you can talk me into it. Come up dream. But but anyway, make sure to get out there, homesbyjdt.com,
2: great people. They will give you the best deals they can. But guys, I got a, a real serious question for you. What are you watching?
5: This is,
0: what are you watching? Brought to you by the Chicago Clubhouse and the 1252 Sports Chicago Network.
2: And again, this is what are you watching? Brought to you by the John Darren team. So, who wants to go first today? <laughs> work gets so excited for this segment. I think, like, I, like I, every time I say it, like, work gets the biggest smile on his yeah. face. For everyone listening on audio, like, he's like a kid at a candy store. I what do, I do. When we get to this part, man,
4: I do. You want to go do, first? I, I watch so much different stuff. i always watching like YouTube and all kind of different stuff. So, but I was going to say, like, this week I actually don't have anything. I just been watching, but I just been getting ready for. Start. I know. Eric doesn't I know. have anything to no, watch. Like, hold
3: on, I was looking for some inspiration.
4: I know. <laughs> that's, what I, early, that's what I was man. saying. Like I was like, I haven't really watched nothing except like sports. All I've been watching is all the the YouTube stuff about Spider Man next week. just oh, too. Like all the memes and all I've been, the connected. Sharing memes. I've been doing all <laughs> that. I can't stand it. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I know. I know people probably like man. This dude, all he ever talk about is Marvel, like comic book movies, but. I still got to
2: get done with um, um, the one that just came out. Uh, Hawkeye. Yeah,
4: yeah.
5: I so still cool. got to watch
4: Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, like watching that, like end. I'm trying to watch that and watch all the meanings and why this and why this person showed up and how it's connected. And I'm yeah. watching Spider Man. But I will say that I started to watch and I didn't. I was I started to watch it and it started playing. and I got distracted. It was the Yellowstone. Oh, oh you, did. you did. I was, I, I cut it on and started, but I got distracted. So I was like, man, wait till I tell him. Like I actually was about oh. to sit there and watch and I got distracted. So I need to, I need to go the back. The beginning, the first episode. Yeah, I was going to say, I started. I was in- started. Yeah, and I like I, it's crazy, I like, isn't it? It has started, and I was like, oh, and I started doing something, got distracted. But I was and like, the first thing that happens is like insane, wild, and you're like, oh shit, okay, here we go. Like because immediate. I then I saw another one that was, it's kind of like I want to say it's called like 1883 or something. It's like another show that's supposed to be like crazy with the killing and type stuff. So oh, I, I, was like, I was like, I was like, wait time, wait time, tell AB that I actually <laughs> put on the and I'm I'm about to finna watch it. And The Witcher, something called The Witcher. <gasps> Dang it, you stole it from oh, me. <laughs> God damn you work.
2: Oh man, See, it's you're not just me for me. It's not
4: just me for me. I told you all watch everything. I just be scrolling. I'm like the guy that like just everything that catch my eyes start watching it. I never I haven't watched it though, so you can still talk about it. I just looked up what it was about and I was like, oh, that might be interesting. Oh
5: man. Cause I just well,
4: thought it, I thought it was just a video game. If
2: you looked at my Facebook the other day, I was actually talking about I I restarted season oh, one oh, because yeah. season two's coming out the 17th, the same day as Spider Man. So <laughs> I'm gonna have a insanely crazy day. I'm gonna go watch Spider Man, come home, and just binge watch The Witcher. I guess, but The Witcher for everyone that doesn't know what it is, it is a video <laughs> game. First, yes, first and foremost, it's got um. The same actor that plays the Superman role. Um, Henry Cavill. Henry Cav- Thank you. Um, amazing actor. Great guy. It's an amazing show, man. Like, they kind of bounce around a lot. Like, you have to really watch the story and understand because it's kind of one of those, like, period shows where they can start here, but then they can go backwards and forwards with, like, all these different storylines. So, you really got to kind of pay attention to what's going on. I actually watched a um like a little timeline thing about it just so I could understand because I like I was even kind of lost for a minute. I was like wait a minute, they were just here, now they're over back here and like 20 years down here and then they jump back 30 years ahead and you're like okay, what's going on here. So you really got to pay attention, but man, and also Chris Edgerton I just released the trailer on my Facebook for the new Cobra Kai season that's coming out at that's coming out the 31st. So that's going to be one. Obviously everybody wants to watch season four and there's some big names coming back for that too, as well. Some some old nemesis is uh, running back to town and he's going to take on the guys that are, they're actually combining forces now, and Mark. they're going up against Cobra Kai, just so everyone remembers. <laughs> and now the Cobra Kai has some extra muscle on their side. It's going to get bonkers. <laughs> it's going to get bananas. <laughs> JB, what do you got?
3: So, again, Marvel heads. So, I've been watching Hawkeye. We're on episode four. It's like, everybody look at Hawkeye like, man, he don't have any power. No, he's got a phenomenal story. Right. All I'm going to say is this. <laughs> Wilson Fisk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. If anybody knows who Wilson Fisk is, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm going with that. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait. And he, then, of course, he, I'm like that YouTube guy, Ward. I'm looking at every... I've listened to Tom Holland. I've listened to uh, Andrew Garfield. I've listened to Tom McGuire because I'm like, are y'all in the movie or not? Right. I'm looking at people that they're... This might be the best Spider-Man movie
2: ever. The only thing I want out of this movie is, have you ever seen the Spider-Man meme where they've got the three, or they've got (laughs) them pointing at each other? I swear to God, if that happens, I'm going to stand up and scream. They, I will be so happy it, if that happens. They might be
3: in there because they're it holding a be, lot of things I'm close be. to the best. I'm
2: praying to God but, that happens. That's all I want in the right. world, man.
3: <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm And I've, I'm um, season eight of The Flash. I do a little DCT. Okay.
2: All right. That's, that's what I've been watching. There you go. Nice. nice. <laughs> that's a nice one. Warwick ruined it. But <laughs> My <okay>. bad, man. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's okay. No big deal. It's just, I. I I, I really like that show. It's starting I mean, to get good. Yellowstone, I'm just kind of bouncing back and forth yeah. with that. Um, I finished Big Mouth. <laughs> like anybody really cares, but <laughs> I finished Big Mouth, and it's it gets so bad. <laughs> so Can I tell you guys real quick? Yeah.
3: I did watch True Story with Kevin Hart.
2: Oh, okay. How was that? Damn good. I was going to catch that one. I I. I haven't put it on yet, but so I've been looking day, for yeah. little
3: teasers to see was that like an adaptation of his life? Yeah, or was that a story he created? We ain't seen Wesley Snipes in a long time. The Wesley no. Snipes like
2: <laughs> I know I saw I saw him in the, in the and like, I was like, hey, man, whoa! Hey, all we gotta good. say to Wesley, bro, please pay your taxes on this <laughs> one, bro. That, that's all I gotta say. I love you. I've always thought you were a great actor. Pay your taxes, man! Please pay your taxes.
3: <laughs> well, with this one, he' gonna be able to pay. Him
2: oh, yes, yeah. he better. It was good. True story. Kevin Hart, check uh, it out. Definitely, most definitely. And with that, I think that's all we're gonna. We're not gonna get too crazy this week, but mm. let's get to uh, Moore's beer.
0: There was a time when high standards prevailed, when excellent
5: craftsmanship was displayed. And treated with the utmost importance. Acquire the crisp, refreshing taste of Moore's Beer.
1: Moore's Beer.
5: Raise your standards.
2: And that was a quick word from our sponsor, Moore's Beer, guys. Yep. creep, (laughs) Creep, creep, creep. JB's got it in his hand. I can't wait to get back down there to get or up there, I should say, so I can get some more <laughs> of that. I miss that black can like I miss anything, man. I I oh.
3: Well, I'm I'm going to see you the weekend of the 5th, right?
2: Yeah, it's the isn't it the 8th February 5th. I thought it was January. Oh, yeah. that. Yeah, the brunch. The
3: I was talking about Simeon versus Oh, CR, yeah. CR no. 10. No. Yeah, so
2: we're supposed to have just so our listeners know too um the Clubhouse uh, uh podcast network is actually having a brunch for all all of us um our fans and stuff. We're doing a i, th- I think at Tilly's. Is that Tilly's? Yeah, and going to be a great time. Everyone come out. You can see all of us. Maybe I can talk work into it. I doubt it, but either way, there's going to be some x bears there. I guarantee you that. Um if you haven't watched the Clubhouse, you know that we talk to a lot of X bears guys, so we're probably going to have some surprise, hopefully some surprises in there for you. But make sure to come out, and say hi to us, man, always, because we do this for you. It's about you guys, so we endorse that always. Please come out and see us. But in saying that, um, anyway, back to that. <laughs> I always get off topic with this one because <laughs> I love Morse beer that much. <laughs> but hey, make
3: sure. Big, so I gotta uh, offline. I gotta get your address because. I have a pipeline to this. Yes. Okay. So I can send it to you guys. Like
2: I said, AB, you already know I'm going to have it. I'm going to have Redard. one of each yes. <laughs> on time. Mean- t- So our buddy Terrence from the clubhouse owes me a case.
4: Oh, a whole case, not a whole pack. A a
2: whole case. But I remember
4: that. Oh, yeah.
2: I'm never going to forget it. I never forget a bet that I win. I promise you (laughs) that. But anyway, guys, make sure that you run out there. Grab it now. If you don't know where it's at, make sure to go to morrisbeer.com and find the nearest location near you. But it is time for the Bear Minimum
3: our formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth number one number two we are not a charity we cannot give them the game that's number two and number three is we execute from the very start of the game to the very end of the game
2: And again, this is the bare minimum brought to you by Moore's Beer. Raise your standards and let's get to it. So first and foremost, for me, it's something we've already talked about about a thousand times, but try to confuse Aaron Rodgers, guys. (laughs) Try to confuse him. I know that's easier said than done. You got to give him some new looks, maybe that they haven't seen yet. Maybe there's something in that playbook, in, in that green book that they have that they haven't tried yet. Try to get something to it. Throw some stunts. Press the wideouts. I know Warwick said, you know, maybe not double covering him is an option. I'm hopefully some safety help or something with him. You've got to stop Devontae Adams. you got to have your gaps covered. you got to have your assignments covered and make sure that you play sound football. Number two for me, and this is also another obvious one, make sure that you keep Aaron off the field. It's, again, they have to run the ball. You have to get off the field on third downs. You've got to make sure that you keep this man away from the ball because he's the most dangerous quarterback in the league, outside of a couple guys maybe. So number three for me is, um, again, um, run heavy. Do not get Justin put in any bad situations like we saw with Andy Dalton last week, like we've seen with Justin when he played Cleveland. you know, Don't get into a shootout with this team. Do not go up against Aaron Rodgers and throwing the ball. Stay run sound, as I said before. Nagy, adjust, adjust, adjust to this team. You can't go out there trying to beat you. Be you because it doesn't work. And number four for me, and this is something Warwick brought up. Play with pride, guys. You've got to play with pride. This man came out in your stadium, and he told all your fans that he owned you. He's owned you for his whole career. I'm tired of it. I want to see the fight on the field. I want to sit on my couch and see that there's passion, that there's you know drive, and I don't want to see this. I own you stuff at the end of the last game. Do you guys put that up on your uh, in your room at any point this week? Do you bring it up Saturday night? Do you use it as motivation at all? I mean, we're, we're aware of it. <laughs> That's it. We're aware of it. Yeah. I'm aware of it, too. Everyone in Chicago is aware of it. So how about we stop viewing this the way that we have as a whole fan base, as, you know, just all doom and gloom. And let's start making it what it should be, guys, a rivalry. And that is my bare minimum. And I still pray to God that there's even a hell of a snowball's chance that we win this game. But as moms moms are right here saying the same thing, (laughs) (laughs) Mom's (laughs) <laughs> Mom's <laughs> over here. Wow, AB, Mom, I'm sorry, but I need to see more out of this teamwork, and that's exactly what you brought up earlier. You know, just right. making sure that you're fighting and that you bring that heart, man, right. because I haven't seen it all year. I, 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 just haven't. But who wants to go next?
4: Anybody? Any, any takers? I'm,
3: I'm always going to defer to my brother. JB always work.
4: defers. All I, right, works on you. My bare minimum is just going to be. It's going to be very simple. Like I said, and you, you said it too. I just want to see the Bears go out and play like, play with pride and play and take it, take this game personal. Like, yeah. You had, like I said, you had the part of the season now where you're interviewing for your next team or for this the new coach that come or just to so they'll keep you on, if they want to keep you around on the team. Play, play with pride and make it personal. Make it to where like, even if we lose. We we left it all on the field. That's the mm-hmm. one thing at this point I want to see. I understand the Bears' deficiencies. I understand that playoff chances are Bears to none, basically. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just seeing who I just want to see who who I know are my soldiers. Who are my guys that's gonna fight with me when we back to back? Right now we back to back in the in a in the wrong side, <laughs> in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so now we need I need to see who's gonna get back to back with me and fight. Justin, and with Justin Fields, I want to see him show why he's the starter, why he's the, why he the leader of the team. Get back on the field and get those guys and just take the leadership role. I'm not actually do nothing amazing, but show that like, you can take control of the huddle and tell you what I say. I'm back. Let's go. Let's go to work. I just want to see him poison play, and I just want to see the rest of the Bears play with pride and take it personally like they're that That's my bare memory. Nice. I like it. I love
3: that. Love that.
2: JB, you are the man to go next.
3: So my bare minimum echoes some of the same sentiments as you guys, but I'm going to take it one step further. First of all, when you're playing with pride, remember you are playing for that man next to you. You're playing for the next contract, that next coach, that next audition, like y'all said. But how about play for the fact that this is the Packers? Yeah. And no matter what, If we went 2-15 and the whole year, I want those two wins to be against the Packers. (laughs) Period, point of play. Like, take the leave, die on your shield, so to speak, this game. Like, literally, literally go out and leave it all on the field. I want to see Justin play well. I want to see Justin play against a top-tier defense. But I also don't want to feel... I don't want Justin to feel like he's gotta take Maggie's job. Yeah, I don't want that in his head. Number three, and number three, which probably goes against everything, unless you're Greg Williams, go after Aaron Rodgers. Because you know Greg Williams will tell you that, right? <laughs> go after Aaron Rodgers, and I don't care if it's a toe, calf, <laughs> <tight, laughs> knee, or foot. <laughs> Hit something. <laughs> Let him know you're there. And my last point is this. Matt Nagy, Bill laser Sean Desai. Please don't try to confuse Aaron Rodgers. Try to confuse Matt LaFleur. Try to okay. make Matt LaFleur uncomfortable with his call. And we might just have a chance.
2: A snowball's chance in hell, but a <laughs> chance. Hate saying that. I really do. Trust me, guys. We're not against this team by any means. It's just that we've just seen it so much that it's it just becomes like a broken record at this point for us. It's we know what it is and what we think it's going to be, and we want it to be better. But you know, horseshoe and hand grenades is almost to us. You got to prove it to us on the field. Like, I'm sorry, but who you guys got? I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> What's the score? I mean, I don't even know why I'm asking. I guess. I, I guess. That, I guess um, who has them losing by more? Is the question I should ask you guys?
4: Well, the Bears actually did get past 16 points this week. So hey, <laughs> well, they actually yeah. did score more points. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, but the last time they played the Packers, I think it was what 24 to 14.
4: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think like, it's. I think. I think it's going to be similar. I think it's going. to. I see it I hate to say that, but <laughs> I think I don't see it getting no less than like ten point game. Like it's gonna be at least ten points to me. Like, and I don't know the exact score, but I know I feel like yeah, it's gonna be like a, at least a ten point difference. I hate to I hate to be <laughs> negative, every week, but that's just how I feel. Like the bear, the Bears just right now, like the Packers just have a better team, and they didn't gel together. They got veteran leadership. The Bears are, are still they they fighting. They trying to stay above water right now, so. It's yeah. going to be a hard game but like I say play with pride and see what happens. Play play your heart out. Play play been on hard like,
2: night before and they they had no chance at Farve night, but oh, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. that's a different kind of team. When you're coached by John Fox, it's a little
4: different than that. Right. right. I just say play hard and play inspired and see what oh, happens. Oh, my God. Mom says 38 to 10, Green Bay. Oh, it's do you say that, Mom. <laughs> I'm going
2: to call
3: you later, Mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've actually got him 27 to 10, Packers. So I got the same score for us because, Warwick, like you said earlier, um, the defense is gelling and playing better now and the offense is starting to find its rhythm again. I know that this is a division game, but our offense is the worst in the league, and their defense is better. So why – and it's on the road. So why should I think that they can score more than 14 points? Like, I just don't see that. So I've got 27-10. JB, what do you got?
3: (laughs) So you took my my Packers score. Oh, did I? I have 27-17. Going along with the, remember we started off at 12 and a half. Yeah. 11 and a half now with Justin starting one point differential. And then I got to look at the elements. I don't know the weather in Green Bay, but mm-hmm. it's it's December. It's going to be cold. Everybody, even if you play in Green Bay, that don't mean you play well in the cold. So I think twenty. I have 27
2: So CJ just, just literally messaged saying that he was on Facebook the whole time watching the show, commenting, and he'd come onto YouTube, and now there's a comment. So, sorry, <laughs> CJ, maybe you hey, should CJ. just switch to YouTube. Like, I'm going to start encouraging all of our fans. Make sure that you get on our YouTubes, subscribe, know when we're going live. Hopefully next year, we're going to have a bunch more stuff for you, too, coming out, man. You've got to check out all those shows. It's great, but Anyone have any closing thoughts? Anything at all? Pray?
3: I have, I have, I have one <laughs> that might be controversial, but you know I don't care about it. Nope, we shouldn't. Because this is, uh, as Wart to your point, what we thought in
2: week 10 is seven not the good lord, yeah, CJ T.J. Scott with the 35-7 green base. It just keeps getting worse. The more people comment, <laughs> he's mad. No no scores are killing someone's me. gonna have a zero to a 50 burger on here. Soon. <laughs> oh, geez, well,
3: you know, I need to talk to Harry because
2: he a actually messaged much to me during the show. He said he's he's sitting with his wife and he's absolutely loving it and he enjoys what we're doing. and, What's up, Harry? He said hi. Yeah. yeah I, need, I
3: need to talk to Harry offline because I need to know about this 11 and a half. Oh, he
2: already talked to me about it. so yeah, we'll talk offline. So. Yeah. I asked him, well, just so our fans know, Harry, Harry, our resident gambler here, who knows his stuff, said stay the hell away mm-hmm. from this game. And you know what?
3: That's all I need to hear. Thank I you, Harry.
2: I agree a thousand <laughs> percent with what he said, too. I was looking at the line maybe at like two and a half, like an alternate line. And but even then, it's it's like minus five fifty. <laughs> it's it's ridiculously high. I actually, oh, shout out to the the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Bucks for winning me a whole lot of money on a parlay <laughs> last weekend. I, I sat on my couch, kind of hungover. I'm not gonna lie, and, and I was like, I think I'm gonna take some uh, bets today. And I had a nice payday. I'll just say that. All right. So again. <laughs> We'll talk offline. <laughs> you
3: know, I, 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 I like sitting on the couch making
2: a couple of dollars. You know, it's Christmas time. I almost had. So <laughs> I had I had twenty five dollars in uh, free play, mm-hmm. and I did a seventeen parlay, and the only one that's I that's a did lot of teams, Alan. Yeah, well, it was a free twenty five bucks, so, so I was hard. like, I'm like, I'm just gonna go hard. So I did a seventeen parlay. The only one I missed was the damn Lions. <laughs> the first time oh, I bet, okay. the first time I bet against the Lions all year. I mean, I haven't made a lot of bets, but I usually like sit at home going, "I should just throw money at that," you know, because they're going to lose every week. The one time I actually did, they won the damn game. <laughs> I was so I'm sitting on the edge, just sitting there like, "Come on, come on." Yeah. Last play. Dime right into him. I'm like, of course. <laughs> and
3: the crazy part about that, on short rest, now the the Vikings are beating the the, the Steelers 23 to nothing. Of half. course they are. Oh,
5: yeah, yeah,
2: Of course they are. Because there's another team that, I, but I actually picked the Steelers because I I just have this weird thing about the Ravens. Like, they get up a little bit and then back down. And it was a divisional game. And I'm like, you know what? I had to pick, like, an odds game where I was ahead a little bit so Mm -hmm. I could get my money up. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Vikings, for I lost about, I don't know, like 200-some bucks right there that I could have had in my pocket. So I could have had a band in one day, but (laughs) they stole my band away from me. But Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yeah,
5: Oh, the yeah. I don't
2: do it, it that Bears. often. <laughs> it's just something that <laughs> I just got a hair in my ass and I was like, might as well. <laughs> Fuck it, might as well. But
3: Closing thoughts, it's week yeah. 14. Bears brass. Start looking.
2: Please. Right, right. Oh, that's something we didn't even get into. Just start looking. Oh, we but can get into that next we week. We get hey, into it next week. We, we got, have got time. More to talk about. <laughs> we got time. But they got to get somebody by week 16 and 17 because now the, it's the, legal. NFL, the NFL lets you start at week 16. So that's something we can get into a little more next week. But my last bold prediction, and I should have said it earlier in the show, if the Bears lose this game, I think this is the week they fire Matt Nagy, 110%. But I can also see them waiting until after the Monday night game, the next week after the Vikings. But I sincerely think it's going to be this week. Just by the way, everyone's talking by what I... He beat them in 2018 at 2018 home. at home once. That's the game that Eddie Jackson had the interception in the end zone, and in, instead right. of kneeling like a, like a smart guy, he he tried running out and hurt himself, and then he wasn't the same the rest of the year.
3: Again, oh
2: Eddie or Eddie, <laughs> Eddie's not a Eddie, Eddie's not a friend to many Bears fans these a days.
3: Bears coach, <laughs> a Bears coach has to do three things: love the city. Preach defense and beat the Packers.
2: Yes, Lovey Smith said it best. Right, Lovey did. What
4: about you, work? You got any closing thoughts? Uh, I just hope I just hope we can come in here next week and have, talk a little more positive. Like I I hate always. I'd love talk. to. <laughs> All right, and to answer and answer JB's mom question. I still do have pride. I still have pride in the Bears. Like I still, I'm never gonna lose my pride because I know losing losing is just the circumstance you're in right now. Like. The pride I have for the Bears players is deeper than that. It's for, it's more like they like brothers, even though I don't know none of them personally, but it's still a fraternity, a brother fraternity. And I played for the Bears. Like the Bears drafted me, so I'm always going to be indebted to the Bears for giving me a chance to play in the NFL. So I'm always going to have pride in them. I may talk, I may say a couple of negative things. I try to watch it, but I'm always going to have pride in the Bears and the organization and the city. I just, I want them to do better like all the fans do. But it's a process, like it's a process. So even though I say some negative things and I I, I may say some things about them, I try to be nice. But I, I'm always gonna have pride. That's different than me just critiquing the team. I'm always gonna have pride. Absolutely. There's a difference between being nice and being honest.
3: Right? Absolutely, right. it and, work. As long as they play with pride, even if they lose and right. play a different way, I can right. live with that because that
4: gives hope. Right, and that's what that was my bare minimum. It was basically right. like just play, just show that y'all still y'all still playing for this year. Like, we know the record. We know what situation we in. We know that Nag is on thin ice, maybe fired any day now. But still, play for your pride. Play for, like, your livelihood and your job and, and be a professional. Basically, be a professional at what you do. So that's that's what I want to see. If y'all win and lose, we understand that part. But I, that don't have nothing to do with how you attack the field and how you play the game. So. Absolutely. I agree. That's I always don't keep my pride as long as they do that. I'd rather see, you know,
2: as much as people hate to say it, an honorable loss. I mean, a a loss is a loss, but, you know, an honorable loss where we watch our team fight and scratch and claw and and try to make it a game. It's it's a a way to lose. Yes. It's not like, you know, other sports where, you know, sometimes that moral victory stuff, like I feel like in football, you can get more of that because you can show that, you're not messing around and that you're coming to work and you're coming to play every week, mm-hmm. no matter who the opponent is. Like, that's, what that's, I need
3: to go. It. that's all.
2: Yeah. He was this close. Yeah. That close. Come on. <laughs> that close. But I guess that's it. I guess we're done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys, yeah. And saying that a big thank you to all of our sponsors, Nick and Ivy brewery, um, the John Darren team at Homer Glen, Moore's Beer, of course. Moore's Beer, raise your standards, raise your standards. And guys, make sure you check out us on our audio platforms too. Apple Podcasts will be coming maybe later this week, maybe next week. It depends on how quick they get back to me. Same with Google Podcasts, Overcast as well. But we are now on Breaker. We're also on Castbox, we're also on uh, Radio Public. We're on uh, Stitcher, and we're on Pocket Cast as well as Spotify. So make sure that you check us out there. Spread the word. Trying to get out. Trying to get better. Just like the Bears should be doing, right? (laughs) Right, right. So, again, thank you to 1252 Sports Chicago and the Chicago Clubhouse Network, guys. We couldn't do without you. Make sure... We got coming up tomorrow, the world's best fantasy show at 6.30 Central Standard Time. We've got Harry Berg at 8 with the over under. Great shows on Friday. And on um, Sunday, we've got the Hard Count Football Podcast with Jacob Charnow. I think I said it right that time. The kid knows the stuff. He's he's going over everything, everything, everything with the NFL before the game. Make sure you check him out. Monday, we've got Fred Hubner with Hubes Views and Brews. Always breaking down all Chicago sports. And he says he does not care what anybody thinks. He was on fire on Twitter today. He, he went kind of nuts. I loved it. I love Harry. He's a great guy. Make sure to check him out there and also at ESPN 1000. Great, man. Um, Also on – I can't remember who we got on Tuesday.
3: Uh, uh J- Aaron Williams, former NBA power
2: forward. Thank you. Aaron Williams is on the Chicago Club. I'm I'm Chicago. Chicago. From Chicago or Chicago <laughs> on uh, on uh, at eight o'clock on I just blanked up the time. Thank you Tuesday. I don't know why that <laughs> word just popped out of my head, but and we we've, we've also got on Wednesday. We've got she said what she said on the Chicago Clubhouse Network. Those girls kill it. They've got good guests. They're hard hitting. They they. They've done phenomenal so far. they are only a few shows in, but they know what they're doing already, guys. Make sure to check them out to get that female uh, look at everything sports. And, of course, my guy, that Mike, the end of Wednesdays. <laughs> and then we're back on Thursday, guys. So for myself, for Warwick, and for JB, you guys have a great day, and we will see you next week. And see have a after. coin for your Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys Thank you.